Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, a man, the Garcia. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Pirates going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We have a packed show for you today. We can take a breath uh, from the ECU baseball for a little while anyway. After a couple of long ones on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, We'll have more Pirate Baseball coming your way on Friday. A live watch-along with myself, Chan Man, and Dave Kay from ECU Basketball. So that's going to be a lot of fun coming up on Friday. But for today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington, 125930 online, PR927FM.com, and YouTube and Facebook. We've got a ton of guests to get to, including Billy Weaver in about 10 or so minutes. will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line. We'll talk Pirate Baseball, Canes, Hockey, and more. At 3.30, we'll talk to Clinton Yates from ESPN uh, from around the horn. And yesterday, and we'll play the clip in a moment, talked about Josh Gross's ejection from Tuesday's AAC tournament game. And uh, Clinton did the cardinal sin that a lot of national announcers have done in the past and that's called east carolina eastern carolina and from there uh, a lot of twitter comments and back and forth including with east carolina legend shane carden uh but we will talk about that and uh and get to know him uh looks like he enjoys mixing it up and has a good sense of humor so uh looking forward to talking to clinton yates coming up about 30 minutes from now on the pirate radio live line yesterday's around the horn winner and now uh, public enemy number one for uh, some pirate fans after dropping the eastern bomb on us yesterday so uh that'll be a fun chat coming up in about 30 minutes we got former pirate brandon manning joining us on the program uh the former pirate will talk east carolina baseball with us and his thoughts so far on the aac tournament and what is yet to come because it seems like the pirates have been out there and playing forever two games down they still got to win three more if they want to win another ring down in clearwater so we'll have that coming your way as well also uh, another round of name that sound shirley rhodes has cooked up a game for chandler and i chandler and i had the week off last week we hosted the game came up with the sounds this week we'll be guessing them and at five o'clock marcus crandall ecu hall of famer will join us along with someone he has crossed paths with with in the football world jermaine smith uh, jermaine smith a defensive analyst at campbell so we'll mix in a little football chat and more hour number three with marcus crandall and coach jermaine smith so we got a lot going on on this thursday shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt is here and we're glad to have you here you can chime in on youtube facebook or twitter with your thoughts on what's going on with pirate baseball and everything else going on in the world of sports also a milestone day chandler we've got a huge david price construction countdown to kickoff to get to at some point in the show as well maybe save that for hour three but it is a very important day because we're about to hit double digits when the clock strikes midnight 
Absolutely, yes. We uh, It's a milestone day, as you said, and uh, we will celebrate that on Pirate Radio Live today, and we will uh, get out the hard hats, and I will ask Shirley Rose to do me a favor uh, later on in today's show. All right. Uh, Adam is on Facebook. He has a stat to consider from last night. Stat to consider. East Carolina pitching, 16 strikeouts to two walks. Cincinnati pitching, eight strikeouts to 11 walks. Adam stats coming through. Thank you, Adam. The stats for that. to consider. Adam also says, Clip, saw your tweet last night on ESPN+. Mama, there goes that man again. I did tweet that I did not have Trey Savage pitching at 11 p.m. on a Wednesday night on my AAC conference tournament bingo card. That tweet was shown and read, and I missed it because I was too busy looking at Twitter. And I didn't find out that my tweet was read on the air until I saw all the tweets about it because I have a problem when it comes to Twitter. And I'm uh, first step is admitting it. And I've done that. And uh, I do need to go to Twitter rehab at some point. But that day will not be today because I need my fix at all hours, at all times. But uh, yes, thank you, Adam, for recognizing that. Great to see uh, on ESPN Plus late night last night uh jamie says oh no another campbell person yeah jamie we uh we talked to chris haymeyer quite a bit uh marcus lined this one up uh but yeah i'm uh now to think about it i am pretty sick of the campbell camels but this is a campbell football coach so we won't talk much campbell baseball if any at all um oh no Jamie, you got to get better friends or, you know what, this is your fault. You can't blame your buddy for this. Jamie, who's a big Pirate fan, he talks to us every day, so he's in tune with what's going on in the Pirate Nation. He said, my buddy told me the game was rescheduled to 8.50 a.m. today. I missed the restart last night. That's that's amateur hour, man. That's I, I hope you're not trying to throw your buddy under the bus. That is on you, Jamie, um, and only I you. I would uh, rethink my friends. You got to do that. And like Pirate Radio had a bazillion tweets, like retweeting the American, retweeting ECU baseball, keeping you up to date on what's going on. Brian Bailey's down there live. Like there's a lot of resources you can go to other than your buddy. When it comes to breaking news and schedule updates, a little less of the buddy, a little more of us, Jamie. That would be my advice moving forward for you uh, from here on out. But the Pirates did get it done last night. Uh, got the win over Cincinnati. N- not a shocker. They always beat Cincinnati. And who had to come in to close the door for the Pirates? East Carolina starter Trey Savage uh, did run out there and get the last three outs, right? Got two strikeouts. Got Did he strike out the side uh, to end that game last night? It was I know a, he struck uh, out two. I don't uh, he struck he... out three, according to the stats okay. I read. Struck, so I don't... struck out three, walked one, uh, and picked up, I guess it was a three-run game, right? So picked up the save. Uh, as East Carolina won it last night, 9-2-6 over the Bearcats. So earlier today, Wichita State and Houston played, and I'll be honest, I did not watch a lick of that game. Uh, Houston wins it 4-3. to three over wichita state right now the florida schools are going at it and usf just had a big 
uh, top of the fifth to take a nine to two lead over South Florida. South Florida, the hottest team in America, all of a sudden. So the loser of this game will get East Carolina coming up Friday at one o'clock, and we'll be here with you uh, right here. Uh, good news. We got shirtless bros behind the uh, home plate Must in the front row. Guys. Bad news, it's not Brian Bailey. <laughs> I saw a shot. I wish it was Brian Bailey. I it, really want to see shirtless Brian Bailey behind home too. plate. <laughs> All I know is, is that uh, I think it was during, at one point, I had turned it on and they were coming back from break. So, of course, they're showing the, the stands, you know, just a couple of the people in the stands. And at the very bottom of the TV screen, I see one Brian Bailey just yawning his head off. Uh, and I was like, poor Brian. He's got to stay up so very late. It's probably way past his bedtime. And uh, he's got to sit out there and watch the game. Um, yeah, maybe he had a well, he had a long night covering the game. Oh, yeah. I don't know what he did uh, post-baseball last night. Uh, Steven says, UCF pitching is cheeks. Uh, Chandler, can I go to you? You're the youngest person here. Uh, what does Steven mean when he says UCF pitching is cheeks? What he's saying is they are AWS, uh-huh. which also means they are not good. Okay, not good. Yes. All right, thank you for clarifying that. Uh, David on Facebook says, uh, quit being a little bleep clip. Your snarkiness is played out. Wow. Who said that? David. David. Uh, bringing the thunder on a thursday wow. david might need to take a step back i didn't know take was, a big breath and maybe david sit price, down is it because we're about to do the david price construction <laughs> the price on. is wrong <laughs> the price is wrong b it is not david price it is david matthews it is bring the thunder thursday dave matthews it is dave matthews <laughs> hey dave bah, bah, bah. why don't you bah, and your, bah, bah. why don't you and your aunts go marching somewhere else <laughs> How about you crash in your car? Whoa. <laughs> too much? Yeah. I mean, what you say, David? What you say? What did you say? What would you say? Yeah. What would you say, David? <laughs> how many more <laughs> how many more Dave Matthews songs do we know? He had Crash and Crush. Yes, he did. I like Crush. It's got a jazzy vibe to it. All right, so David. Oh my God, David! You cannot say that, David. David. <laughs> David, that is terrible. I gotta see what David said. Oh my goodness. Steven says, "Clip, I'm a man. I'm 47. Get with the lingo of the day, whippersnapper." I'm a man. I'm 47. Sorry, Steven. I just I decided at a certain point in life, I'm not gonna learn new music and I'm not gonna learn new words. I'm just too old. I like the words I use. I like the songs that I like. And it's fine if younger people or older people want to keep with the times. But man, uh, my my lingo, my, my dictionary is complete. All right. Boy, David's having a rough day. David, you need a friend, man. And you need to like do things you enjoy doing. If there was a program that I didn't like Whoa. and I didn't like the host. Just saw David just saw David's comment. I just read it too. David, you might well, want to calm down there, son. Uh, welcome to Oh God, don't get on Charlie's bad side. Welcome to the future. Is that David? Guys. 
Is that David? I hope that's David. I need to talk to David on the phone. I need to see what's going on in his life David, right now. David, 317-1250. That has him so upset. No, because if he's going to talk like that, I'm going to hang up on him. Nicholas said, man is coming for blood. Is Nicholas a priest? Uh, he is. He is a priest. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Hallelujah. Speaking of which, we'll talk to Marcus Crandall coming up later on in the show. God is good. Coach Jermaine Smith as well. Brandon Manning. Name that sound. Clinton Yates. Billy Weaver. Huge show Man. on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Our last live show of the week will be with you Friday at 1 o'clock for an ECU baseball watch-along. Dave Case fired up Chandler, ready to go. Yeah. So that should be fun tomorrow. Yeah, we were hoping that we would do this uh, today uh, at 1 o'clock, but uh, instead it will be USF and UCF keeping a close eye on that game because the loser of that game will be playing East Carolina tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And like you said, we will be having a watch-along. Me, Clip Brock, and Dave Kasaganai, or also known as Dave K., we're going to have a good time. Join us tomorrow at 1 o'clock for a awesome watch-along. We need the K counter for Dave K. I think, uh, like, after every K, we should, like, do a celebration with David K. Every kiss begins with K. Every kiss begins with K. We mentioned Bailey earlier. I meant to show you all this before the show. I, I saw on my uh, Facebook memories eight years ago, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings for the ECU uh, selection show, baseball. And I had a picture of Bailey and Cliff, and Cliff looks like uh, looks about twenty years younger instead of eight, and Bailey kind of looks the same. But Bailey said uh, he texted me back and said, "I look the same. I must have a less stressful job." Laughing, crying emoji, kiss emoji. <laughs> I, I let it slide. That's I, strange. I said, "Yeah, I think uh, you're aging in reverse." He said, I think I'm maturing in reverse. Just ask Melissa. <laughs> crying face, crying, laughing emoji, crying, laughing emoji. Kiss emoji, kiss emoji. <laughs> and I, I don't th- think he knows what that means. <laughs> I don't think it means what you think it means. Wait, this is who now? <laughs> Brian Bailey. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he said, the last two kisses were supposed to be crying, laughing emojis. <laughs> And I said, I'm wondering about that. I said, I was wondering about that. So, Stephen, going back to your comments about, you know, your old get with the times and everything, uh, these emojis are tough for some folks, man. Can we take a look at David? We got to stop giving David attention. He, yeah, uh, we do. I thought it was going to be fun for a while, but he's like a, a child, even though he looks like Don't a, give anybody that looks like that attention. He looks like an 87-year-old man. What are you doing watching us? Look, we gotta, yeah, we gotta drop it. We like to have fun and like talk junk to each other, David. But you are a, uh, you are an old man child. You are not aging well. Unlike, You're a man child that's old. Yeah, an old man child. Unlike Brian Bailey, not kissy face, kissy face. You're not living right, David. <laughs> you're not. That's why you're not aging well. If you were living better, cleaner, and just had a happier disposition. You, you, you wouldn't look like that cheer up david michael says david needs a role model jamie says david why don't you crash into me in my fist <laughs> there you go all right that's it for david for the day david thank you for david thank you for making this uh entertaining segment we appreciate your 
efforts on today's program all right we got to talk to billy weaver who joins us now on the pirate radio live line we've uh co-host on the fifth quarter but uh we'll well we'll tell you here in a moment weave how you doing man doing good clip hope you are and hope you're ready for a great uh holiday weekend Yes, sir, and uh, a lot of Pirate baseball coming up that uh, holiday weekend for us. We'll be here Friday at noon for, or excuse me, at 1 for East Carolina baseball as we'll have a live watch along here in the Pirate Radio studios. Then Monday we'll be in here on a selection show Monday and uh, have a live watch along for that as well. So if you're uh, hanging out and uh, want to check us out, we'll be available for you right here at Pirate Radio. We've, uh, man, just a ton going on. First, let me say that a uh, hundred days from now, Billy Weaver will not be taking your calls on the fifth quarter. He'll be in Ann Arbor. He'll be at the big house. Uh, we hope to have Weave for the remainder of the games, but Weave, you've got plans uh, for a hundred days from now anyway. So I didn't realize that. Is it exactly a hundred days? Yeah. Well, it's a uh, milestone day, Weave. Wow. Wow. That is cool. Um, yeah, that's a hundred days to be able to check off a bucket list uh, site. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have gone to a lot of amazing sports venues, um, you know, all across all kinds of different sports, but I've never been to the big house. Uh, that was one on on the bucket list. So that that's going to be a lot of fun, man. I, I can't wait. I, I don't have any grand expectations, obviously, going into a season. You know, you never know what you're going to get that first game. I got to feel that you know, Michigan's going to be on top of their game, ready for whatever East Carolina throws at them, and ECU's got a new quarterback and all that. But without getting into all that, it is going to be exciting to go see ECU play in the big house. Can't wait. And we saw the first line uh, this week, Billy. Did you get a look at that, by the way? Yeah, not doesn't look really good. <laughs> no, thirty six and a half, a <laughs> uh, little higher than I expected, but uh, good grief, thirty two. I, I thought 32, really. I was upper 20s, so I was about 10 off. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll... And uh, 32, 36, I mean, really, does it matter? Yeah, we're talking another field goal there that, at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, hey, you, you never know. I just, I just don't think Michigan's going to allow another um, underdog team from the state of North Carolina to come in there and shock the world. Yeah. Billy Weaver joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Weave this... Uh, Man, East Carolina's played two games in Clearwater. It has felt like they've played an entire season there at this point with the weather and the extra innings and the wild, you know, games, the offense we've seen in these games. It has been – I'm glad they got today off, Weave. They needed a day off after these last two days. But, I mean, that's right up Cliff Godwin and the ECU Pirates alley, right? It seems like postseason play is always – um, some kind of weird stuff going on, and especially when it comes to weather. Um, you know, you hate seeing them lose right out of the gates in a double elimination tournament when they, they need to win the tournament to kind of solidify, um, you know, getting a regional. Not I don't know if it will solidify it, but it will go a long way in helping out if they win this tournament to host a regional, and that's the ultimate goal. Obviously, East Carolina's played so much better at Clark LeClaire than they have on the road. Uh, this season and and having a regional there would mean everything for East Carolina to be able to to advance out of a regional. Uh, but they got their backs up to the against the wall. That's nothing new for East Carolina either. They've been able to battle out of uh, losers brackets before and and win tournaments. And you know that's what they're going to have to do now. And 
East Carolina, you know, the good thing about Cliff Godwin is he's got such a great group of guys this year and always does have guys that, uh, you know, handle adversity very well. But now they're going to have to, like you said, the good thing is they've got a, a day of rest. They were hoping to have, you know, the Thursday day or yesterday's day of rest, but they weren't, weren't able to do that. But, uh, I expect East Carolina to to put up another fight, and, and you know they're. I still think they're the favorite to come out of the losers bracket and get into that championship game. Of course, yeah, and we've kind of after the Campbell loss last week, and then after the South Florida loss earlier this week, you you start to write off uh, hosting a regional and. Uh, look at East Carolina as a two seed, but you know if they do somehow find the arms and run the table here, we're talking about a forty-six and sixteen team that's won a regular season and a conference tournament. So uh, you can't quite rule it out. I've kind of thrown some dirt on these guys as far as being a one seed, and a lot of people have, but you never know uh, what the committee's thinking. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Well, you know what? The good thing is, is in baseball, unlike other sports at East Carolina, the Pirates get some respect in baseball, and they should because they've, I mean, you know, you just look at the records. You look at, at what they've done, aside from not being able to get to Omaha, which obviously is kind of the Achilles heel of this East Carolina program. They still have never went. It, it's very funny because I was talking to uh, Wolfpack fan friend of mine uh, back when they were playing the pack earlier in the season we were talking about that he sent me a text he goes how many times has ECU been to the World Series and I said zero and he said wow I had told a friend of mine I thought they had been twice so the the assumption uh, of people that you know, don't follow it as closely as we do, are, you know, think that East Carolina's been to the College World Series because they've been so successful. That's just not been the case. But like I said, going back to the whole regional thing, 46 wins, I think the committee would give East Carolina a um, a home regional matchup because they've been so successful and this program is so well-known. Hey, the moral of that story is NC State fans are idiots. <laughs> Sorry, oh, oh, I'm kidding. Joking, joking. Oh, that was good. Had to, had to get it in there, Billy, you know. We've, uh, man, uh, I feel bad for the diehard Kaniacs. I'm, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I follow it during the year, but I really lock in during the playoffs. And, uh, and I was pretty devastated sitting there watching that last night. Can't imagine what the diehards felt. Because it's like we've, like, the, I feel a certain way about the commanders and their games and, I care maybe a, a tad less about a Braves outcome and then a, a tad less than that about a Hornets outcome. And then, the you know, you, you have your teams and your, your kind of 1A, 1B who you root for, and the Canes are down there for me. But, man, that was tough to take. What a – that was an epic series, and the Canes didn't win a single game. It's kind of hard to explain, hard to fathom. Uh, Rod Brindamore having trouble explaining what happened. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if you looked at the series, I mean, they were – you know, especially game one, they were dominating that game. And then they had goals that were reversed and taken off the board. Um, there were close games. You know, last night they get a – Stahl has a, a penalty late in the game, which leads to the game winner. And they – it's just – it was a crazy, crazy um, conference or, or, I mean, um, playoff. Conference it, final. It yeah. really was. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just crazy. And like you said, it's amazing that – you know, the out, it was a sweep because you would never, the way, it's not like the Carolina Hurricanes played bad. 
they just uh, had some bad breaks. Things didn't go their way, and you know they had one of the games that goes into four overtimes and lasts till about two o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. It's just crazy, but uh, you know Rod Brindamore is still looking for that um, kind of that magic potion to get back uh, to the Stanley Cup Finals, which he was, of course. You know, when they won the Stanley Cup, he was a player on that team. It would be really cool to see him, you know, win one as uh, a manager as well. And and I I think that's going to happen. It's just, uh, you know, crazy turn of events in the conference finals. Yeah, you hope they can keep this uh, core together. They're in their window right now to win it all, but that window uh, may be closer to closing than it is opening right now uh, with Carolina. All right, Billy, uh, we'll wrap it up with some NASCAR talk. They'll be in uh, Charlotte on Sunday for the marathon race coming up at Charlotte Motor Speedway, 6 o'clock on a Sunday evening. Uh, but what did you think of the all-star action at North Wilkesboro? Did you uh, check that out? Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. That was one that I would really like to have gone to. Uh, just wasn't able to do that with, you know, some stuff that I had going on this past weekend that I couldn't avoid. I I really thought about, you know, trying to fit that in, shoehorn that in to be able to go to North Wilkesboro um, because it's special. I mean, that's a, you know, we talked about this last time we talked. Um, that was one of the tracks that NASCAR had left for dead. Um, you know, it got uh, kind of pushed aside when NASCAR uh, was going through its expansion and, and going to other tracks in the country and uh, it was just nice to see racing back in North Wilkesboro. I would have liked to have seen a little bit tighter racing for the short tracks. There was uh, no cautions, I don't believe. And, you know, that's that's something that NASCAR is going to work on their short track packages and stuff. But uh, it was nice to see uh, the fans back in North Wilkesboro, some money put into that place. And hopefully that's a sign of things to come. And I, I don't know if they'll get another you know, NASCAR Cup Series race there, a regular one, but I would imagine they'll use that um, that all-star race to kind of springboard that track back into, you know, hosting some other races and maybe some lower series, some more truck series races and things like that. And, uh, that, that, you know, I, I love the nostalgia of it. That was really cool. And now we go to uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, which the Coca-Cola 600 holds kind of a special place in my heart. It was the first in-person NASCAR race I had ever gone to in 1993. The Coca-Cola 600 was my first race ever seeing in person, and Dale Earnhardt won that race. It was his 55th career win, and kind of what made me a Dale Earnhardt fan, and then, uh, you know, the rest is history. So that that race means something uh, to me as well, and of course, it's the longest race of the season, and one of my favorites. That's coming up on a Sunday night. Billy Weaver joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. We've always enjoy talking sports with you, man. Uh, have a great weekend, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. All right, man. Go Pirates. Billy Weaver joining us, my cohort on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show, although 100 days from now he will be at the Big House. Uh, but we uh, plan to have Weave on the remainder of the season with us for another uh, fun year of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's a bit of an inside joke uh, on Facebook live chat right now. Uh, Don Skinner, Chandler. I believe that's our guy. That's one of our guys that... Um, yeah, that's one of our halftime guys. One of our halftime buddies at Minji's. 
says junior junior says it's going to rain all weekend <laughs> it's kind of kind of an inside joke there <laughs> but don good to see you man good to see you don hey we'll do some inside fun this weekend watch some pirate baseball all right um let's take a break when we return clinton yates from espn will join us we'll talk about uh him talking about the pirates and having the back of josh grows in the pirates and calling ecu eastern carolina eastern carolina and uh, get to know clinton yates we'll do that when we return pirate radio live on a packed thursday back with you really wild open to the show more to go after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Packed Thursday show. We got former Pirate Brandon Manning to talk Pirate Baseball coming up in about 30 minutes we'll also play name that sound coming up in hour number two of today's show we got ecu hall of famer marcus crandall joining us and jermaine smith uh who has crossed paths with marcus in the football world he is a defensive analyst at campbell so we'll talk some football in hour number three along with the baseball talk but we got a special guest joining us right now clinton yates from espn as seen on among other places around the horn he joins us today on pirate radio live clinton we appreciate your time how you doing man doing pretty good glad to join you from the great state of south california uh, good deal so all the way across the country and uh it's uh fantastic to get you on so why are we having clinton yates on today well uh yesterday he was the winner on around the horn and uh and got his time at the end of the show and highlighted ecu pitcher josh gross now by the way clinton uh, a lot of misinformation out there i actually talked to a source close to the sandwich uh down in clearwater he passed along it was not a hot dog it was not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich it was actually a number eight from jersey mikes that he passed to his teammate uh so there's the the facts on that one but clinton you were talking about that you were having the pirates back you were telling the umps and everybody hey let the kids have fun but you you did you made the cardinal sin that a lot of folks have done and you said eastern instead of east and oh man you, you had to feel the wrath on social media there Let's get into that, because here's the thing. So I went to Miami of Ohio in Oxford University, the most directional of directional schools in the country as far as goofball names are concerned. Now, it is in the Mid-American Conference. Mid-American Conference has Central, Western, Northern. There's so many directional schools in that conference that when I was a sports writer in college, I would constantly make fun of schools by simply calling them directional or whatever or screwing it up intentionally. It was a big joke amongst me and my friends in school that we still do. So when I said Eastern, I was 
So I was signaling to that because I wasn't going to disrespect the program and call them directional Carolina, which I normally do. But here's what my larger point is. This cannot be something that a school with as much dynamism and as much of a community as Greenville gets that upset about on a regular basis. I understand it, but to me, it's always funny because, hello, yes, East Carolina is a school, not a place, and it's just funny to me how upset people get about these things because, hey, we always felt like if anybody's talking about our school, heck, that's better for us than it is. <laughs> Clinton Yates joining us. Clinton, the one thing is, though, even with, you know, Pirate fans, and all groups are like this, there are divides among among groups, and it's hard for Pirate fans to agree on anything, but one thing we can all rally behind and break out our pitchforks is when somebody says Eastern. So I want to actually want to thank you for uniting us at least for a day, Clinton. That's fair. Let me tell you a quick story, though, just to tell you how serious I am about this. When I was in college, I was a senior at the time, Rick Riley, the old Sports Illustrated college, yeah. he came to campus to speak. It was a paid function. People paid to see it. He got up on stage and called it. Mind you, the name of the school is Miami University. That's the name. He called it the University of Miami in Ohio. People were outraged. It was a mess and a half. And I remember I wrote in the student paper that week the exact same thing. I was like, guys. It's kind of complicated. We can live. We can carry on through this. And that was just sort of my point about it. Everybody knows who the ECU Pirates are. Everybody knows how y'all get down down there. As a matter of fact, my daddy and his family are born and raised in infield North Carolina. So it's not like I've never been to that part of the globe. So, <laughs> Hey, Clinton, my, my favorite – look, I love mixing it up, and I like doing it in the name of humor and not anger. My favorite part about this whole thing was this is not the first time this has happened, and when it happens, you have the probably insincere like, – I'm sorry to the great folks in Greenville, North Carolina. I love East Carolina. My cousin's nephew's uncle's neighbor went there. You know, you get that. You you kind of double down because you do have this yeah. apparent long-form bit going with the directional schools. You said, hey, grow up, get a life. You even mixed it up with uh, one of our legends, Shane Carden, one of the all-time great quarterbacks. At that point, I was like, all right, Clinton, you got to back off, man. You can't talk to Shane Carden. Uh, but no, it was you kind of took it a different way, and you did it in the name of humor not anger so I, I enjoyed it i thought it was funny absolutely somebody commented and said you should get a t-shirt made that says eastern carolina and go to the jungle and just say you bought it in the parking lot and see what people do <laughs> like, that's my friend it's a hilarious idea but i would not do that i do need to get down there to see a ball game though because you know coach godwin in that program for those of us who co follow college baseball you know Everybody, I remember last season, man, everybody I knew was rooting for ECU to beat Texas. Mm. The way that that series played out with the rain delays and the comeback, it was such a gut punch, man. Because here's the thing. Omaha is a very special place. And what happens in Omaha is Omaha, the town, Ryan McGee says this all the time, the guy who literally wrote the book on Omaha, the town will fall in love with the team, not just a particular you know, fan base or school. And ECU is the exact kind of school that when y'all get to Omaha, that place is going to love you. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bittersweet thing to think about now, but, you know, you guys are still trying to get there, and I see the uh, tournament is uh, getting, getting better as we go along. Clint Yates joining us, and, uh, man, I was just talking earlier this week. We're in our purple bubble. We love college baseball around here, Clinton, but it is uh, still a bit of a niche sport nationally. So, I don't as a Miami of Ohio guy, as a California guy, why are you uh, so into college baseball? 
I live in California. I went to Miami of Ohio, but I'm from D.C. And so when I grew up playing ball, you know, in high school and stuff, we didn't have a pro team yet. We didn't get to uh, the Nationals until I was 25 yeah. years old. So I sort of ingested baseball in all forms. Big League Baseball is probably not even my favorite form of the game. I go to a lot of minor league games. I obviously get to a lot of college games. And I'll get out around town locally to go to high school games as well. And I used to be a high school coach. So for me, baseball as a sport is what the big deal is, not just, you know, the, the top flight, if you will. And so that's why a program like the Pirates, I mean, y'all are getting after it out there, walk up dugouts, short outfield walls, like that's what it should look like, you know. And to me, that kind of environment, if I can read that on TV, well, that's something I'm going to like no matter what. And so in general, I just like baseball as a sport overall. Um, every level of the game, you learn something different in terms of who you are as an athlete, who you are as a person. And that's just kind of how I live my life. Uh, with that, I got to ask you, Clinton, with the Washington background, I am a uh, now long-suffering Commanders fan. I, I remember oh. I remember the Super Bowl against the Bills, and I like to kind of trick myself into thinking I was like five or six at the time. I remember Doug Williams against the Broncos, but I don't know. I, that might be a false memory. But I've seen a lot of, a lot of dysfunction. So are you uh, – I, I know you spend time at the Washington Post as well. Are you a fan or just an observer of, uh, of Washington football? At this stage, I'm more of an observer of all the Washington sports just because I moved, but I specifically divorced that team. Remember, you know, two weeks ago, they, they, you know, they finally sold or whatever the agreement is to be ratified, yet to be ratified. But I couldn't, I was at every home game that year that they went to the Super Bowl in Minneapolis and beat the Bulls, uh, beat the Bills in both playoff games. I was 10 years old. It was my introduction, quite frankly, to the NFL and I loved it. But over the years, team ain't no good. My favorite player ever, Sean Taylor passes away. The things just adding up with the owner and i was like you know what i can do without this this is something that is bringing me joy and so therefore it will be eliminated from my life man you uh you're a smarter man than i I, you don't know how many well you probably do know how many talks i've had with myself about divorcing the team and i just i couldn't do it uh you know i'm sticking with them whatever we'll we'll see what happens and and then the ron rivera will get fired a new coach will come in and the process will continue probably but but hey uh clinton uh we got some comments on youtube back to this baseball team let's get back to baseball okay. quickly. I need to know what happened. Was there any sort of team discipline? What's the vibe like around Greenville surrounding what that penalty was for said? The thing is, like, God, it was so long ago now. It feels like a month ago because they had that extra innings game and then played until like 11-15 last night. So there was a suspense. The, the ejection means Groves couldn't play the next game. I actually spoke with somebody down there and uh, Josh uh, will be ready to go, uh, I, th- I guess, on Friday. But as far as the team goes, like uh, we we laughed it off until South Florida made that incredible comeback, and then it was like, uh oh, we could actually use Groves right now because he is a weekend pitcher for us, the guy that got ejected. So, it yeah. Well, listen, I just wanted to say it was funny. Keep that kind of stuff up. The no props rule is ridiculous. If you want to know who ruined it for everybody, it was the Tennessee Volunteers last year who didn't even make it to Omaha after that nonsense. So keep up the good work, and I'm glad to see the Pirates are getting it done. Uh, real quick, Clint, uh, on YouTube, Mike P. says, sure thing, uh, Clayton Bates. Uh, Eric says, Clint Yates. So uh, I guess we're all playing along here with the uh... – Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> East Carolina is the name of a school, not a person. Relax. <laughs> One more thing, Clinton, before we let you go. So 20-some-odd uh, years ago for me, yep. I'm done with school, done with work for the day. It's and one street ball to see what Hot Sauce and Professor are doing. 
and then it's uh, around the horn, and then PTI. That was the that was the routine every day. Yeah. Around the horn, still going on PTI as well uh, with those legends. But how, how about to be on that show? Uh, were you like me uh, all those years ago watching it, and and now you're you're a part of it? What's it like being a part of that operation? That show started when I was in college. The way I got on it was was un, unconventional, as you might think. I sort of bum rushed their studios because they shot it in D.C. Um, you know, and I ended up sort of meeting everybody when I did college radio. I kept in touch with all these people, and then just my career came back around. And now I'm on the show. We used to do exactly like you. Those same guys that I was running those directional Michigan bits with, we used to call it church at our house at college. Because you get home, you text your buddies, you're going to be home for church, meaning were you going to be available to watch Around the Horn and PCI together? Because it's something we did pretty much every day. The bottom line is the feeling is surreal. You know, you grow up, you do something, you think you're going to make it to do, I don't know, maybe you do it well locally. Maybe people know who you are in your hometown. Maybe it goes further than that. Next thing you know, you're on the radio talking to friends that you've never met in North Carolina. You know, like, it is really as surreal as it feels, and that's why I try to be earnest about it, but also have some fun. No doubt. And Clint, I told you uh, before you came on, my my parents told they're fans of yours. I learned yesterday. I had no idea. My parents were Clinton Yates fans. Yates fans. Uh, my dad said he was tired of Woody Page. By the way, uh, but it reminds me, 20 years ago, it's kind of it's funny. We watch it. It's entertainment, but we also have rooting interests. I remember rooting against Jay Mariotti every day uh back in the early 2000s so it's uh it's still a thing but it's, it's pretty cool that you got fans and uh and some folks with pitchforks out there when it comes to you nothing wrong with that <laughs> i want to thank you guys for playing along well I yes sir do enjoy what you guys bring to the table clinton uh great to chat with you man keep up the good work awesome guys have a great one there is clinton yates says everybody relax direct he didn't call us directional carolina went with eastern Hey, I, guy has a uh, a sense of humor, so um, I, I I'm I'm for it. I'm all for it. He did uh, put the pirates on ESPN. It's and you know what? There's a lot of people that say that when this happens, it's intentional. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just a mistake. This time, it sounded intentional. He was intentionally doing it because he has a long running bit doing this with directional schools. So anyway, hope you uh, enjoyed that. If you want to hate the man, that is up to you. If you want to get a chuckle out of it, or if you don't have an opinion on it, we live in America. And shout out to those watching who don't live in America. Do you have a round the horn in your country? Let us know. 317-1250. Eric says, you know what? After hearing him, I really do like Clifton. Hey, that's my name. Do you know that? Um, so yeah, I've seen a lot of, uh, Clifton Bates, Cliff, uh, Clint Yates is out there. Uh, Mike P says, I would love an Eastern Carolina pirate shirt. Tried to order the Birmingham bowl mistake last season. Remember that one? They were selling one. You can get that Eastern Carolina hoodie, Birmingham bowl hoodie for the cool price of like $79.99. What a steal that would have been. Anybody get one of those? Uh, they'll probably go for a pretty dollar right about now let's take a break we'll wrap up hour one it's been an odd hour one started with some guy going off the deep end ended with clinton yates friend of the station hated by many that was fun that was fun to chat with him 
take a time out. Come back. More to go. PRL on a Thursday. Back with you after this. It's a curious thing. Make one man weep and another man say, change your heart to a little white You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Clint Yates, that was a fun interview as seen on Around the Horn. You know what? I didn't even play the clip, Shirley. Can you play the clip from yesterday real quick? Just in case people uh, aren't mad and we can fire them up real quick. It's my favorite time of year, conference college baseball tournament time. School is out, all the players are in the same place at the neutral site venues, and it's all a good time. And so when Eastern Carolina went yard on a solo homer to start the game, and they came back in and they celebrated by feeding the guy with the homer a hot dog, it was great. But the umpire threw the guy who fed him the dog out of the game. Blue, what are you doing? This is the fun part. Let the kids play. There you go. A very simple slippage with the word Eastern, and the entire message gets lost. The message is, let the kids play. Let them have fun. But all we hear is Eastern. 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 Chandler, you're doing a lot of work today. What do you... um, Can I get you on the mic real quick, or are you busy? Nah, I'm good. All right. What is your take on uh, all this? All I hear is Eastern. Get it right. It's East Carolina. Hmm. All right. As simple as that. You can come. It was great to have him on. I was glad to have a guy on around the horn. So the whole joke thing, like the directional thing. Nah. Nah. Uh-uh. Nah, fam. It's, it's, look. He's taking if, it personal. If everybody that has said Eastern on East uh, on ESPN could come on East or on Pirate Radio, they'd say, "Oh, it's a joke." Nah. Say it right. All right. And this comes from a man who gets it right, Chandler Honeycutt. No, but it was good to have him on, though. (laughs) No, hold on. Don't let let, me. No, no, no. This comes from a man who gets words right, Chandler Honeycutt. Are you fake working again? I'm trying to get the camera right, but I've got it now. I've got that side camera working now. All right. You're legitimately working. Uh, no one on YouTube says, is Chandler okay? He called out JC yesterday. People don't forget. You did. You called out Jacob Jenkins Coward hardcore. I wouldn't say hardcore because I said it like whispering. So are you soft or are you scared to say it? I, I, you would, know say, I would say because I whispered it, yes, I was a little scared to say it out loud because one, he's a pirate radio athlete. So I was a little scared to say it out loud and proud. Because you know we're going to run that when he comes on the show next. If that's the case, then maybe that'll fire him up a little bit. <laughs> there you go. And then, you get, hey, when he hits about five, six bombs in the postseason, who do we, who's, who, the man who's the man to Who's the credit go to? Yep. Moi. All you, buddy. 
uh don on on facebook says hey you can call us anything you wish as long as you call us in omaha on june 15th come on now right on so there you go come on there there you have it there it is right there hey uh you uh you folks are are smart funny for the most part um former ecu employee will stone and i hate this word this is me being old again i'll apologize in advance he says where does glizzy gate rank in the all-time ecu sports lore i'm not and i'm saying it now to tell you i won't say it i don't say glizzy i'm not a big i mean i'm in that generation too where what is a glizzy chandler a hot dog why is it called that um to be honest with you i have really no idea i don't uh, but i do not like the word there's certain words that i do not like to say especially like in slang and glizzy has to be like top three you won't catch me saying glizzy no like glizzy has to be top three in slangs that i will not use because i can't stand it he said where does glizzy gate rank in the all-time ecu sports lore and i was just kind of thinking about oddities when it comes to ecu sports and the the first uh, the three i thought of off the top of my head were all football ish related we had the naked streaker and you remember the east carolinian put his dingling on the cover i remember that i was at that football game when that the was against southern miss we were at the football game was were you with me navy the the streaker you think southern yes miss? because 2011 southern miss yes are you sure it was southern miss because i thought it was a military appreciation I was, day i do too because i remember saying how disrespectful it was because we had military present when he took the field i thought it was southern miss surely those men fought for our right to run naked look you have a right to run naked i didn't say it wasn't i think he was showing I, his I, true patriotism <laughs> if, I, if you ask me uh, he was showing his true colors all right <laughs> I just Googled ECU Streaker, and the story that pops up says, ECU Streaker arrested again. So he had uh, multiple arrests. I thought it was Southern Miss. I I remember very distinctly because I was was, at that game. I was in the press box. That game was against Southern Miss. But was it like a military appreciation day, though? Because yeah, I remember yeah, it was. I, we didn't have to play Navy, but it was a military. It, okay, because I remember there Chandler, were mil- members of the military present. That Chandler, day. you're right. Shirley, you're right. It was military. He pulled the stunt in the middle of military no, appreciation ceremony. We Thank were, you. No, you are right because we were recognizing like military veterans on the field. Yeah, because I was up. In, I was that. up in the press box, and I remember seeing him I was coming in from 15, the student row HH. I remember him coming from the student section and. Uh, at first, I was like, what is that? And then I realized, oh, no, he has not a stitch of clothes on. So I thought about that one. I thought about the time the dude uh, did donuts on the field. On the, uh, they yeah. literally took the like the side-by-sides that ECU uses. What I've heard is that the keys were left in there, and they just went and were like, all right, let's crank these bad boys up. And I could tell you the game where I went into the game, 2012, against Houston. I went into the game, and I remember walking with my dad. We actually had some friends and some uh, guests with us. I don't think my brother and my mom went, but we had some uh, guests with us. And I remember saying, 
check out this field. It's awesome. Daddy Pickle Stadium is awesome. <laughs> and we and we went, we walked up in section 15, and I remember thinking, what the hell happened here? There is certain like just dead tracks yeah. all around the field. We were playing Houston that day. I remember that. And then I heard that somebody had vandalized the field with the side by sides that they used to like take, I guess, equipment to and from yeah. different places in the facility. Yeah. So Yeah. But uh Yeah. Yeah. We're having a good discussion. I hate that we have to take a break, but we do. Um all right. Y'all hold that thought. Stick with us. We'll get Brandon Manning on, but I want to continue this discussion. I'm getting some other suggestions on examples. The other one was Lucas Thompson. That just came to mind for me because it's such a memorable moment. We have a guy in the Under Armour All-American game. What do you call that? Commit gate? Yeah. He puts on the ECU hat. We all celebrate. Uh, he also, I feel like, did not know where he wanted to go to school and just went, uh, I mean. Uh, I think he committed to Eastern uh, Carolina. East Carolina. He put on his hat and was done. Yeah. And I had never seen the guy play, but I just like all of y'all were excited because he was in an all-star game and putting ECU's hat on and never seen hide nor hair of that man in his entire life or my entire life. We saw hide and hair of that streaker, though. <laughs> we saw it all. And if you didn't, you could pick up a copy of the East Carolinian. I saw it live. That's all I needed. And his full Johnson is exposed. Johnson was on the East Carolinian? Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. It was in all its glory. Who allowed that to be published? Well, that's the East Carolinian. That was the whole big brouhaha. It wasn't the fact that the streaker was on the front page, but they did not Chandler. Pixelate. I'll Google it on your phone so you can see it. I don't want to do no, it on my phone. No, not on my phone, no. <laughs> no. See, that's I'll, before my time. I'll I, Google it on Brett Favre's phone so you can see it. Is he going to get money out of it? No. <laughs> Somehow, someway. We'll take a break. Brandon Manning joins us, and we'll continue this chat on a Thursday. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. You need a review and a free quote of your home, auto, or life insurance. You can do it with a trusted agent, Brandon Manning. You can give him a call, 252-531-1812. And, Shirley, I need you to dial that number uh, right now, if you could. What was it again? 252-531-1812. It says here uh, he's available before or after business hours. So, let's see if that's true. Okay. Give me a second. 252-531-1812. 
none of y'all call him now because we're trying to call him to line up an interview here on the show we are having a good discussion about some some oddities i guess in ecu athletics and uh getting some good comments in here by the way chandler we were also talking about how we don't like the word glizzy no mike p said the phrase he's him is dumb oh me fellow old mike p you have no idea you don't have any idea how, how much, much yeah. me and clip hate that phrase i'm him himothy Timothy! it is so stupid ah so dumb i hate to say this word but cringe cringeworthy i had a guy talking last night on twitter that's why i said it that something i said was cringeworthy I think you a, said a guy saying. I think a man telling another man something's cringeworthy is is cringeworthy. Is crin, cringeworthy. Cringeworthy. Once again, Chandler Honeycutt, the man who says things right. Yep, that's me. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Talk to Brandon Manning, who joins us today to talk Pirate Baseball. Hello, Brandon. Hey, Clip. How's it going? It's going good. We're having a discussion about some. East Carolina athletics oddities over the years. It was brought up by the Josh Groves feeding Jacob Starling a sandwich and getting ejected from a conference tournament game. Um, and and we'll we'll touch on that one. But some other ones I thought of, Brandon. You remember the streaker during the Southern Miss yeah. game? Yeah. Military appreciation. By the way, Chandler has a trivia question he wants me to ask folks in the YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, or you can play along at home. What future Patriot had a pick six in that game? Chandler was proud of his recall that he could get this one. Can you get this one? What future Patriot had a pick six in that game? Put in your answers on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, but some other ones, Brandon, remember when they took the uh, the whatever it was, four-wheeler, side-by-side, as Chandler's called, and took it out on Dowdy Ficklin Stadium Field and did donuts before a football game? I do remember that. I remember that. <laughs> we had that one. We had Lucas Thompson um this is funny so i'm gonna read it on the air but it's not my words it's scott's words on twitter he said what about carson wisenhunt's trip to gnc just gonna move along from that one uh cole says how about the cops putting wwe moves on kids rushing the field after west virginia (laughs) i remember there was some tasing going on on that one um uh in keith leclair's book there was about uh, i think it was chad tracy and uh i want to say joseph haston were like and it's in the keith leclerc book I'll, I'll bring that in and fight and figure out exactly but i, I know it was chad tracy and somebody else were at the top of the field goal post now uh, their response to keith leclerc was we we're trying to make sure nobody got hurt when we beat miami in uh, in raleigh <laughs> um, there you go well, good response a couple others real quick we had uh let's see so somebody mentioned gunbrella that was the first thing that came to mind but the specific question asked to me was ecu athletics ecu sports and gunbrella i was at pirate radio at the time i remember we like locked the doors and i was uh, a little bit scared uh here of the guy walking around downtown and campus with an umbrella that was a weird time yeah anyway brandon manning joining us brandon uh we got so much to talk about what first of all while we're on the topic um did the ump make the right call i mean no no props no nothing on the field 
by the letter of the law did he make the right call there or is that one you look the other way brandon celebrate we've been a, you hear me now yeah i got you all right so that's not the right call uh not the right call at all um you talk about teams that we've seen celebrate a whole lot more a whole lot worse a whole lot doing everything i mean campbell was jumping up and down and doing stuff and had their own little cheer after home runs against us the other night. Um, it just was not cool. Uh, I want to think that that's been done several, if not every game uh, in Greenville and nobody said anything. So I think it's a BS call and I think it's bogus. You know, it's funny. After the game, they're showing clips of highlights. Bryce Williams is in here and Bryce and I were talking about it. We're like, wait, did we just see that? Uh, during that little montage after the game and ended on ESPN+, Plus, they showed a player outside of the dugout for usf passing some sort of food to a teammate inside the dugout is that illegal <laughs> i mean so where are we going to draw the line here but anyway i'm not going to sit here and say clip that you know over the years i didn't know people who would tell tell a friend to get something from the concession stand and bring it i mean a no. picture that pitched the day before and stuff that, that that kind of stuff has happened a lot over the years but what what happened the other day had nothing to do with a a celebration or whatever. I mean, what are they going to – sunflower seeds. Hey, here's a pack of sunflowers. They going to kick me out for that? What's the difference? Yeah. All right, Brandon, it was a nightmare game for multiple reasons. A, the result, but B, the amount of pitchers used and the innings it went and the energy and effort it took from the Pirates' bullpen that just uh, left you almost depleted. They come out the next day. They have a marathon game with a weather delay, but they get the win. So, you know, what's left? Well, what's the, the mindset of this team? What's the health of this team? What's the health of the, the pitching staff heading into Friday? You know, there, there's we still have a lot left. We proud, You know, we were, we're very proud of our depth at the pitching position. Now, sometimes they have not got to our expectations as they did at the beginning of the year. Um, but my man, Danny Bill, I feel as though he has a rubber arm at this point. Um, you know, he, he came back and threw several innings after throwing six innings, and he never threw six innings. He did that in the um, in the last the last series anyway, and then he did it again the last two days. He's thrown several innings. Um, I feel like he's probably got a very short leash, but he's probably got twenty five pitches. But at this time of the year, so it's all hands on deck. I mean, I, you know, you you never know what you're gonna ask everybody to do, and I think Cliff has a good a good grasp on the reality of the team and who's that he's he's got this guy for 20 and this guy for 25 and that guy for 30 um because you know pitchers just don't sit there during the week they're gonna throw yeah. a, a 20 pitch or a 30 pitch or a 40 pitch bullpen so if you know that you're not having practices during the week you're having these games during the week you know a 30 pitch or a 40 pitch bullpen is your is your game pitches for example, you savage last night, Brandon. Is that not a huge deal that he came in because he he just threw a few pitches? You know that that was kind of normal for him. Uh, I would not think so because uh, you you look at a Friday or Saturday night starter. A lot of times they're going to throw a bullpen on a midweek, yeah, and then throw you know if it's just twenty five thirty pitches again, just getting locked and loaded, and they're going to throw. I mean, if he would have thrown fifty pitches or right. fifty pitches, yeah, that's a big deal, but. Um, I don't. I don't think that was that big of a deal to me. Yeah. All right. Brandon Manning joining us. Uh, Brandon, I'm glad you weren't here the other day after the game uh, Tuesday because I said this is my perspective. Yeah, I kind of wish East Carolina would pack it in, head on home, rest up, rest some arms, get ready for a regional. 
Uh, I'm sure you would have fought me on that one. Chandler about fought me on that one. Uh, but you being a former player on the team, uh, that is certainly not their mindset. And I understand that. They're going to want to play this thing out, use every arm they got, and try to win another ring. Especially if you're a Hoover and Sailor and Spivey. This is it. They, they, they want to win this thing. So uh, that, that's their mindset. On top. You're, you're exactly right. They, they, those guys, they want to go out and win. And, and the competitive spirit, you know, if you're an athlete in any sport, you never want to just roll over. I mean, you never want to, even if you're down by 20, you know, if you're uber competitive like a lot of people are, I mean, in anything, you want to go beat the hell out of who you just played with. So um, I, I don't think rolling over is the right thing to do. I can see where you think that saves us because we're, unless we come back and use everything we got and then to just to hope, be able to host a regional, it's the only way we're going to host is if we win the, the tournament. Um, even then, it's not a hundred percent chance, in my opinion. Um, but you're right. If we go lose, get save everybody, rest everybody, don't get injured anymore, and we go in there ready to roll, then you know th- there's something to that. But at the same time, flip side of that coin, if you go in there and say you don't win, but you get on a little bit of a roll and everybody starts hitting and all that sort of thing. You're ready for a regional on the offensive and pitching as well because everybody gets in a little bit of a rhythm. So that's just my opinion. By the way, Brandon, quick, quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. South Florida is the best team in the nation all of a sudden. They lead UCF 15-4 to in the eighth inning. Not the first time we've ever seen this in any sport, in any tournament format, Brandon, but it's still kind of surprising when you do. They're going to cruise on to the winner's bracket and uh, and play again on Saturday. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I don't I don't know how much pitching they have. Right. I mean that, that yeah. was that was their their shortfall this year was their pitching staff, and I just I don't know how much they have left in the tank. So kudos, go ahead and let them pitch some, and then when we face them in the championship and beat them twice, they, that's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Brandon Manning joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, East Carolina. Uh, we'll go at it against, uh, it looks like, UCF coming up. 1 o'clock on Friday, we'll be with you for a live watch-along. Myself, Chan Man, and Dave K right here in the Pirate Radio studios. Looking forward to that. All right, Brandon, so moving forward, um, we talk about pitching and the struggles here in the tournament. How about the Pirate offense? And it should only get better with the the arms being used in this tournament as we go along so uh, we, we've had some games this year where we say hey if we could scrap across two or three four runs here we could get a win now we're trying to keep teams under eight and uh, and let the bats do the work man if there's a hotter hitter than josh moreland in the nation right now i wouldn't want to face him if i was a pitcher that, that guy's just locked and loaded i was we we're sitting there watching it last night and i was talking to him I was like man he just missed that he was on it and then the next pitch i said he got fisted, but the swing was right there. I mean, he was he was on it. He's really, really swinging the bat well. Uh, JC may not have the the numbers to say he's swinging it well, but his swings look good. Um, he's having a lot of those quality of bats that Cliff likes to talk about and do things like that. Um, Starlin's swinging a hot, hot bat as well. So our guys in the middle of the order that are taking things up, they're doing a lot. I mean, and then we got guys, you know, your Hoover, your – um, your Carter Cunninghams and all these guys that are just doing the things to get runs in, whether it's a sack fly in the first inning or the second inning by AMAC, and, uh, Wilcoxon getting guys over for AMAC to, to knock them in. I mean, we're all doing things to score runs, which beginning of the season, I don't think we, we were doing. So we're, we're doing a lot better job now. You're right. 
it is official south florida a winner so it'll be east carolina and ucf coming up one o'clock on friday as we take a look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck right now we're talking pirate baseball with brandon manning on the farm bureau ecu baseball report you can call brandon 531-1812 schedule a review get a free quote from a trusted and experienced agent and a former pirate brandon uh good stuff man we'll let you run thanks for joining us and uh hope we can get you back in studio although you might be hitting the road for a regional we'll see i guess about next week we we will see i hope we are if not we'll uh, maybe we'll watch it live together or something like that and uh brandon by the way uh monday myself mully and chandler will be in here uh for a live watch along for the selection show so if uh hannah will let you out of the house if you ain't got nothing to do on monday you can come uh, hang out with us oh that'd be great man i appreciate it all right good deal we might see you then thank you brandon all right thanks Luke. all right there he is brandon manning farm bureau insurance if you need a Review free quote of your auto, life, health, uh, home insurance with a trusted and experienced agent. Call ECU grad Brandon Manning, 531-1812-252-531-1812. How about the Bulls? Bulls on a parade. They win again in convincing fashion. And once again, Chandler, red hot right now. They are the the Cinderella in Clearwater right now. I feel like uh, it w- maybe it was Brian Bailey uh, talking the other day on the Bailey at the Beach version of the Brian Bailey show saying there's always that one team in the American Athletic Conference championship game or the tournament that always gets hot. Is that team South Florida? They, they looked really good the other day against East Carolina, especially in the late innings. And then today they took care of business quite swiftly. So uh, maybe South Florida is that team that is getting hot at the right time. They are the last seed in this tournament, but they are looking really good. They're looking, they're making a run. Uh, so uh, it looks like UCF will be the, uh, the team that the Pirates will be playing tomorrow when me, you, and Dave K will be having a watch along at 1 o'clock. On our day off on our day why because that's who we are what we are and what we do and as the great ecu running back giovanni ruffin says no days off that's right and we mean that literally because we're going to be here friday on our day off and we're going to be here monday on our day off for you and uh for the people we are for the people we're talking ecu athletics oddities like josh groves getting tossed for feeding jacob starling a number eight from jersey mikes um we talked about this one hey i was riding around yesterday about town tuned into pirate radio live i heard old uh, chandler honeycutt hosting the show talking about bam Adebayo visiting Menjis, telling patrick mason that story for the first time uh we got alex and scott bringing that up alex said the whole bam Adebayo's mom is making him come to ecu thing then he took his official visit here, and the power went out for 30 minutes mid-game. It was uh, it was pre-game, I believe, right? They couldn't come back on after the intros. I want to say it was the lights going off for the lineups, and yeah. then the lineups were done. It's time for the game. Well, we can't have the game because the lights will not come back on. Scott also says, Buddy, and later Rex Ryan, I think, I do know Buddy for sure, saying there are no East Carolinas in the NFL. That I remember that. Dang, Buddy Ryan. Um, <laughs> Scott mentioned the Tulsa screw job, and Layton had a good response. He said, I would hardly call ECU getting screwed over by officiating an oddity. Good point, Layton. 
Um, Brad has the Southern Miss game at Dowdy F- at Ficklin Stadium in the eighties, where a man attacked the referee after the game, and Brian Bra- Bailey broke up the fight. I have to get that story from Bailey at some point. Heard it. Want to hear it again? I've heard that before too. Alex has some other good ones. Dana Hogerson can't feed his players. Feed the nears. That was a fun time on Twitter. That was one of my first like real Twitter things that got people going. And we had a lot of back and forth with West Virginia folks. Can we use the oddity of the shoot i forgot the game it was the game that we had on two separate days north uh, carolina A&T, the a and t game the where, lightning on saturday and then and they then, lost on sunday we yeah show up that was Rainbox, i believe that was tell them to bring me my money hey! because i remember the oddity for us was that was the first time in the history of pirate radio that we had to do the pregame show twice for the <sighs> same game i was so mad i know you were he was let me tell you something i don't see clip get really angry about a lot of things i'm so mad he was i was a 50 shades of hot i was that day i was a diva i was a total b word oh yeah i let everyone know that i was going to be that way yep he made it very clear he says i'm gonna do it but i ain't gonna be happy we went an entire off season previewing ecu football we did a four-hour pregame show and then they drag my ass back in here to do another pregame show for a game we lost to an FCS school. Ho, ho, ho. Slow down. Hence you would have, I mean, uh, and, what uh, are we doing? Look. <laughs> Still mad. I grew up seeing some great wins in East Carolina football Probably history. Probably shouldn't have brought that up. But when, look, <laughs> I, I grew up as a young child seeing some great wins in East Carolina football history. But when I was in school here, I saw two bad losses. I saw the A&T game. I was at that game Doesn't by myself my on a money. Sunday. Bring me my money. Hey. They call it the bring me my money game. And then also, we lost to James Madison. And who was the head coach of James Madison that day? It was Mike Houston. Beat us in our own field. What did they do, Chandler? Did they spread it out, do some gadget plays, do some trick plays, or did they just smash mouth us right in the face? They call it smash mouth football, and that's exactly what they did all game long, they all day long. They took us to the woodshed. They took that us to day. the woodshed that day. I had some great football memories in my college days here at ECU. While my dad had the Peach Bowl, he had all the good times, and I had the Coach Mo days. Must have been nice. Don's got an old one for us. Don says old, old school. Chicken Gate, December 10th, 1969. Frank McGuire brought his South Carolina Gamecocks into Minji's. Place was packed. During a timeout, someone threw a rubber chicken into their huddle. They beat us by 19 and finished the season ranked sixth nationally. It's a great story, Don. That is a great story. And that's the first time I've ever heard that. I'm going to have to ask Cy. I'm going to have to ask some old schoolers about that one chicken gate 1969 somebody threw a rubber chicken into the south carolina huddle and they beat us by 19 points has nobody answered my trivia question who is the future patriot to score a interception a pick six against east carolina against the street game in 2011 i haven't seen an answer yet somebody throw throw, give me that answer I i randomly remembered that person this guy was a beast i remembered it immediately because he was like a 
you don't you, you get one man shows on offense Dwayne Harris and the like you rarely get one man shows on defense but this guy did it all he was like uh he could have played lineman for some schools he could have played linebacker he could have been a say he could have played anywhere i remember him getting drafted in whatever draft that was 2012 maybe <clears throat> i remember thinking man he was a menace against east carolina no one on youtube says would you say that jmu game was physical physical i'd say one of the teams was being and physical. They, they had they had a game they had a game that day they had a freaking game. they had a freaking game and they they busted their tails and I remember thinking, like, man, this Mike Houston guy's are one hell of a coach. This because he, he beat South Carolina at South Carolina with the Citadel. I said, now he's come to East Carolina and beat us. I said, what a coach that Mike Houston is. I wish we had him, and my prayers were answered. <laughs> Chandler went home that night. He um, Eric is the winner. He kneeled right by his bed. He clasps clasped his hands together and I said, said, "Please God, Lord." Lord, please. I don't ask you for much, but I'm asking you for Mike Houston to come save us. Please, God. But Eric is the winner. He does answer Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins was that man. A very versatile defender. Uh, No one says lights went out in Dowdy against Cincinnati. I remember that one because it was a night game and I was pissed because I was ready to start the fifth quarter and we had to wait. The game was already over. It was like late in the fourth quarter, wasn't it? And they had to wait to turn the lights back on. All right, let's take a break. We got Name That Sound coming up. Chad on Facebook uh, says, can you say fisted on the air, Brandon? Thanks for nothing, Chad. Like We're having – we had a rough start of the show with that knucklehead, and then we're having a great discussion, and you, you come along and do that with Way to your go, Chad. immature you, annex. Way to go. You've a done total, a great job. A total Chad move. Thank you, Chad, for nothing. Thank you for ruining a great show. Thank you, Chad, for being a Chad. I mean, yeah. Ken and Kathy named you perfect, Chad. Wow, called us parents. Yeah, that's how serious I am right now. Wow. In fact, I'm about to call them and tell them what you just said (laughs) on Facebook. Ooh, guess what your son did? You're getting in trouble, Chad. That is a big tattletale right there. Uh Uh-huh. Let's take a break. Name that sound. Coming up when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Fun show. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street Hardware serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow 5th Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. 5th Street, located beside the State Theater in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alright, thank you Shirley Rhodes. Man, this is... I don't want to be... 
hyperbolic, hyperbolic, hyperbolic. No, it's hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. So I'm going to say top 25. This is one of my top 25 songs, favorite songs of all time. Oh yeah, it's just classic. a great song. I really want to do it karaoke one night. If only I knew two other people who could sing it with me. Wait a minute. I do. I'm a terrible singer, though. How are you? I have only, I believe I have only sung karaoke in front of a crowd one time in my entire life. What'd you sing? (laughs) Oh, God. What is the um, Two of a Kind by Garth Brooks? Hmm. All right. Chandler's a karaokeer. Yeah. Dave K will be here Friday. Well, He's that karaoke. doesn't surprise me. He sings all the time in the studio. Yeah, big Scooby Doo guy. It's kind of an inside joke. Chandler Scooby-Doo. has a problem, and he has acknowledged this. He, I don't know if it's some kind of early onset dementia or <laughs> something. Tourette. It could be Tourette. But and I have a problem too because I walk around humming and singing songs. But Chandler has a specific problem where every song he hums and sings instead of doing that he says scooby-doo scooby so for example the scooby dooby doo <laughs> the uh hold on was just playing yeah how would you scooby, sing scooby scooby dooby doo <laughs> just non-stop scooby but like more than more than one time you've said i've got a problem and folks this is what i hear when i'm trying to work <laughs> he is a scooby-doer and it is uh big. i guess it's a form of scat it's it a, is it's it a form is. of scat but to me it's just uh scooby-doo the problem is is that it becomes like an earworm because you you'll start get, doing it yeah because you'll yeah. get in the car and all of a sudden i hear scooby-doo and i'm like oh no I, I hear it all day in the studio, and now I'm going home, and I'm hearing it in my head. It's just not good. So, sorry we scoobied on your dude today. Tyler said, that's <laughs> annoying. I said, I know. <laughs> Very. All right, we got to play Name That Sound. Shirley, uh, hit the intro. Come on in. Sit right down. Turn that frown upside down because it's time for Name That Sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rowe. Thank you, thank you, and welcome in to another edition of Name That Sound. I am back, and the host chair and the two guys in the studio are back as contestants. You have Clip and you've got Chandler game is simple i play a sound you just gotta name it gentlemen are you ready dive into it chandler going for his first win ever against me all right here we go here is sound number one mortal kombat incorrect uh sledgehammer nope a sword nope thor nope um a bell nope do it again. God, that Five, sounds Four. Three. Hit it one more time. Two. 
one. I'm hitting the thing at the circus at the. Nope, that is incorrect. Carnival. That is the sound of a dodgeball hitting somebody's face. Oh wow, mm. a dodgeball. Man, man, that very. hit them very hard. Trust me, when you play dodgeball, especially if you're a kid that gets picked on a lot, and you just rear back and throw, yeah, that's what it sounds like. All right, no score as of yet. Here we go. Sound two. You are my fire. Clip got it. <laughs> You're supposed to. Chandler can't either stop name the song singing the song. Let's just name that lyric, not name that sound. Doobie, doo. Okay. So, Clip has a one nothing lead so far. Next sound. Give me a break. Kick at. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, you're correct. It just took me a minute. I just said, what did you say? That Kit Kat bar. Yep, that would be correct. So, Clip is already out to a 2 nothing lead. Shocking. Wow, Nate and Chris. Uh, Nate said dodgeball. Chris said kickball. Eric said kickball. God, we suck. Yeah, well, I mean, in some cases, the kickball, kickball. the kickball and the dodgeball is the same ball. Yeah, he said the red ball. Uh, yeah, the red ball. Yep. Very good, Nate. Very good, Chris. Very good, Eric. And screw you, Chad. <laughs> Here we go. Next sound. You email me, Basta. Uh, to Steve, uh, Steve Harvey. Steve, yeah, I was going to say Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Blue. Harvey. Black Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Gosh, I said Steve. This is Family Feud. Oh, gosh, no. That I'm came... Steve Harvey. I'm your host, Steve Harvey. You email me about stuff. That you ain't got no business emailing me about. I just didn't want to go that long because I felt like that would be a little too easy. R.I.P. Ray Combs, best Family Feud host. Yeah, this was from a stand-up special, so I didn't use it from Family Feud. All right, next sound. Hell, it's cold enough here. Poe Bats. Uh, no, hold on. What, what? That... That's actually <laughs> shorter than I wanted it. I think I cut it off by accident. It's very short. Wait, do it. it just is. do the short version again. Well, I don't have a choice. Hell, it's cold enough here. That's Rainy Moss. Nope. It, 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 caveat, if you do get it correct, I will give you, I, I mean, if you guess it. Stephen A? Hell, it's cold enough here. No. It is someone on television. Hell, it's cold enough here. I don't know. At this one's my fault. Uh, Clinton Yates. No. Do it again. Hell, it's cold enough here. Somehow I cut it off and I didn't mean to. Hell, it's cold enough here. The Chris Lee guy. Is that it? Yep. I always see those on uh, if I watch uh, Monday Night Raw. The line was Chris supposed. To, the line Todd Chrisley is the yeah. name. Uh, the line was supposed to be hell. It's cold enough up in here to freeze the balls off a pool table. Somehow it got cut off. Never so. seen the show, but I absolutely hate those people. I have no idea who that is. Three to one. I'm surprised. And by the way, today we learned that Chris Lee, Bo Bats, and Randy Moss all sound just alike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your score is three to one. Chandler ain't one named that sound since Moses was alive. Since I was born, which was 150 <laughs> years ago. Chandler ain't won one since before the Dead Sea got sick. Back when Chandler played Name That Back Sound. Back since the Civil War when I was a little old boy. The only sound was the bush burning in the Bible. <laughs> By the way, uh, the Little League softball's going on right now. Love you, Bo. Love you, Bo-Bo. I hope you're listening. I really do. And if he is, he's probably running something. Call me, Bo-Bats. 
on myself. Um, I don't want to pick on him too much because he brings me snacks whenever he comes to see me. So I'm not going hey, to pick on him too much. I roast the ones I love. I love Bobats. All right, here we go. Round two. Next sound. Strawberry shortcake. No, that is. Um, Tiddly uh, wings. <laughs> crunch. Nestle, Nestle crunch. crunch. He said it before God, you finished. No Chandler, <laughs> I can put the ball on the tee myself, but I appreciate when you do it for me. Luigi. I said Crunch. Nestle Crunch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You dummy. <laughs> Next out. Um, pink roulette, ping pong. Uh, I meant, um, it's not what I even Hold thinking of. Oh my god, I'm still mad about the Nestle Crunch. Give me, give me one second. Let me close this out and Nestle then open crunch. it back up because we well, need to take a break. You want to take a break? Uh, yeah, let's take a break because right. something's wrong with my sounds. Because I know for a fact <laughs> something's not right. Oh, did Bo just text you? Yes. <laughs> I can only, only imagine what Bo said. He said, I am listening. I hate the Chrisleys as well. <laughs> Love you, Bo. Love you, Bobo. Chandler ain't won since the Titanic went down. <laughs> and I helped rescue the people that was on the lifeboats. Hell, you could give Chandler eight more years. He'll never win this game. We need to get Bo. Chandler's in. like me. He can't hear. Bo, will you come in and be an analyst for Name That Sound one game just so you can pick on us? I would love that. All right, let's take a break. More to go. Name That Sound. We got Marcus Crandall coming up. Hour three and more. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. And we are in the middle of uh, Name That Sound. And I have discovered uh, that we had a glitch in our computer software, which was cutting off the sounds. So I have fixed that. So now we can continue with the game. We are... In the second round, clip is up four to one over Chandler. Man, here we go. With you really need to know that. I didn't know yeah. it was that bad. It was four. Is four to one. Okay. Next sound. Now I heard somebody. I accidentally read somebody guessed. So I'm. Not oh, that's a coin. Guess. That's a coin flipping around. That yeah. is correct. Somebody had guessed that, and I was like, "Yep, that's it, Nate." So I'm taking myself out, and Chandler, you get the point there. All right. 
by the way ecu all the famer marcus crandall joining us to wrap up hour two we'll talk to marcus coming up in a bit how you doing marcus i'm doing great man how are you i'm great and uh glad you're here looking forward to talking some football with yourself and jermaine smith coming up in a little bit but as you know what we do here at the end of hour two on thursdays play name that sound you walked in as chandler was screaming so i'm sorry you had to see I, I, that i'm sorry marcus I did. That, it's I'm all sorry. good man i understand the heat of the battle I you know I, I enjoy the i was like mad it. at myself because i had nestle crunch but i said crunch i didn't say nestle crunch yeah and i missed it but yeah. you got the last one four to two all right let's go here we go next sound rick Ashley. there you go never gonna huh, huh, huh. We're going to let you down. You've been rickrolled. All right, 5-2 to two is our score. Next sound. I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. Call J.G. Winworth. <laughs> 877 cash now. 877 cash now. <laughs> 877 cash now. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. <laughs> 877 cash now. All right, here's the next sound. Are you worried you'll get lightheaded? I'll play it again. Are you worried you'll get lightheaded? Man, I, mm-hmm. I've heard that voice. <sighs> Are you worried you'll get lightheaded? One more time. Are you worried you'll get lightheaded? Man, who is that? Five, four, three. Two, I don't have anything. One. Woody Page. That would be one John Stewart. Huh. Are you worried you'll get lightheaded? Well, I hear it now, but I, he was not on the brain. I was thinking somebody older. All right. All righty. Next one. 800 Shall I play it again? Yes. 800 to 300 and now to <laughs> I don't know I don't know something uh you know what I'm finding out so Chandler doesn't watch a lot of shows and stuff I think he only watches commercials <laughs> I think so and when a show starts he finds another commercial on a different station uh, I don't know what I, that I is Boring Center I don't <laughs> 800 Empire flooring. Huh. I don't know. Uh, and you, it, it, I trust me, you would. That could have been yeah. a point for me, but I just forgot the name. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to lose you, my mind. Yeah, because you when went, the nicest guy in the world is on this show. It's you bad. said two, three hundred, and I was waiting for it, and you went two, three hundred, and then you went Empire. Good job, uh, Sonya. <laughs> Sonya uh, got that. Where'd he go, Sonya? On uh, Facebook. All right, here we go. Next sound. As did some others. Oh, oh, oh. That is uh, Green Santa Claus. Giant. Nope, Green Giant. Green Giant. All right, next sound. Do you care about your family? Oh, that's uh, uh, Cat Williams. Boom, boom, that felt good. Because <laughs> you, you had the trigger, you had it cocked. But I fired, buddy. Okay, your score is seven awesome. to three. I mean, just let's quit this. Let's quit this. Oh, let's man. quit this. Hey, you got to start scoring touchdowns, bud. Can't win Where with field at? goals. 
Oh, we're done. Seven three. Here we go. I'm a beginner. Now, look at um, um, next ba- No, nope. um, I'm a beginner. Oh, oh, it's it's uh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> So Huggies, um, uh, it's mommy. Wow, I'm a big kid now. Loves. Oh, is it diapers? Uh, yes. It it's that's close enough. It's, They're uh, pull-ups. Pamper. Pull-ups. So I'm a big kid now. So what? What is the what's the name of the brand? Pampers. Uh, it actually it is. Mm. I believe it is Pampers. But could you verify that for me? Because I was busy. Pampers. I'm a big kid now. I'm I'm um trying to uh ver uh okay it is pampers so how does uh, that work? you give it to chandler i'm I'll gonna give lose give me the right. give me the point you get it calm down yeah really you've got to check your attitude son it's here we seven go to four. shirley losing. puts together this game and this is how you act here we go next sound how rude of me i haven't given you enough time to freak out yet you may do so now pass i have no idea you have no idea. This is a musician. Okay. Prince. Who, you got it. Yeah. It sounded like Dave Chappelle doing Prince, so I'll just go with Prince. Actually, this was Prince's appearance on the television show New Girl. How rude of me. I haven't given you enough time to freak out yet. You may do so now. That's definitely Prince. Yep. So make that eight. And you know what they call me, Chandler? The king. All right. Here's your bonus sound. <laughs> worth a million points i'm not a good winner marcus chandler is sick over there <laughs> sick as sick. good thing chandler's leaving Man. after this because he's got to go and do something so maybe he'll calm down a bit here's your bonus sound i'm sorry sweetie honey badger rose. doesn't give a that's rose that's no, it's betty white it's not it's rose betty it's betty white and i win and that is it's not a million it's worth a million points <laughs> i win so, so hey, yeah. congratulations to me. I have just a million <laughs> to seven. I won a million. Off. I won a million and four to seven. So the game is over. It's not Rose. It's not Rose from uh, from uh, Golden, Golden Girls. Girls. It is Betty White. It is Betty White. Betty White played Rose, but it's Betty White. It's Betty White from the television show Hot in Cleveland. Look at this guy. Who I won. apparently has got his panties in a wad. I'm I, sorry, sweetie. Honey Badger doesn't give a sh. Ah, mm. Betty White. Doesn't she have a sweet sound? Hey, it hey. was great to win. Hey, go check your pampers on the way out. <laughs> I'm nah, up I now. still lost. I still lost. We'll try again next week. Call Where are you going? 800. Where are you going? Five eight. Is it over? Have you ever heard of? It's over. It's over. Have you ever heard of? As Vince Carter said. It's over. over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. Have you ever heard of That's Familia? Yeah. You're heading there? Yes. All right. I'll we'll be back. See you uh, today? Yeah, I'll be back. All right. We'll see you later today. Marcus Crandall is here. We'll talk to Jermaine Smith. I'll be honest. I don't remember Jermaine Smith. And I was looking at the resume. I believe, Marcus, JUCO to ECU and then transferred to another school. Does that sound right? That's it. And now on the coaching path. So we'll get to know him. We'll talk about his playing career and uh, what he's doing now as a coach. And uh, my favorite part, hearing some old stories. That's what I enjoy. Looking forward to it. That's what the Pirate fans like. We'll do that uh, with Marcus Crandall and Jermaine Smith, Coach Smith, when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in Eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. They offer a 12-month warranty on every appliance, plus they will deliver and set up your new appliance, and they remove your old one. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or you can shop online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make uh, buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3. Just to give you a quick update on what's going on in the AAC tournament earlier today, Houston was a winner over Wichita State. Also, South Florida just knocked off UCF. So, South Florida, Marcus talking about during the break, the Florida Panthers, eight seed beating the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. You got the Miami Heat, one win away as the eight seed. Another team from Florida, South Florida, came in as the eight seed of this tournament. They're 2-0 and and hot at the right time. Uh, so, they move on. They will play again on Saturday. It'll be ECU and UCF in the loser's bracket. Friday at 1 o'clock, we'll be here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube and then you got uh, Tulane and Memphis about to get underway also North Carolina up 4-2 to two right now on Virginia in the 7th inning in the ACC tournament on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck, DeBuck. Uh, oh thank you Shirley I know Chandler was gone Marcus uh, I talked to you last segment uh, but you said you're doing well, but uh, Kane's fans not doing too well right now man they aren't brutal they're they brutal man. what a way to go four seconds left and they're knocked out on another goal and marcus i remember as a kid keith kachuk and i had no idea he had sons until this series and his son absolutely terrorized the hurricanes but uh down go the canes will be the florida panthers going to the stanley cup final yeah a couple of overtime goals by him and uh and then man once again snake bitten I, I didn't see that coming for sure. Uh, we, I thought it would be a closer series. Some great games. The great games, games were all great, but, uh, but you're right. The series oh, was man, the four series nothing. four nothing. Yeah, uh, we'll talk more uh, some NBA and other stuff later on. But we'll uh, talk some football right now as we welcome on the uh, Pirate Radio Live Line, Jermaine Smith, defensive analyst with the Campbell Fighting Camels. Uh, Jermaine, welcome to Pirate Radio. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Great to have you. And uh, Marcus, you uh, have a long relationship with Jermaine. Said he was a great friend of yours. Yeah, Jermaine, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, He and I grew up uh, playing football here in North Carolina and uh, had the opportunity to play playing against each other as well. And so um, then we matched up here at ECU and uh, we let him kind of go through that process of what led him here and all. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school, Jermaine? I actually went to uh, Moorhead High School in Eaton, North Carolina, on the other side of Greensboro, uh, right on the Virginia line. Okay. All right. And uh, you had a lot of football travels, uh, I guess, between high school and professional. So how did you get here to ECU, and uh, and where else did you stop along the way in college? Um, after high school, I went to uh, junior college, Northeast Oklahoma, uh, in Miami, Oklahoma, is actually spelled Miami, but you probably don't want to go there and say Miami because they'll correct you really quickly. Um, and, you know, had a great, great uh, career in JUCO. 
actually played uh, for two national championships there and um, was recruited uh, pretty much by everybody in the country and really wanted to get closer to home. So um, I was recruited uh, then by Steve Logan, of course, and had an opportunity to come down and visit and, you know, kind of reunited with a bunch of my friends, the twins, um, E.J. Gunthrop, of course, Marcus, and a couple of others that I had played with and, and against in high school. So it, it, it felt like I was coming back home. So I uh, chose uh, East Carolina and, and ended up back, back in uh, North Carolina, which was great for me. I played under Logan, played in the, um, was able to play in the Liberty Bowl. You know, just a really a great experience at East Carolina as far as, you know, being able to be in a, a family environment from the fans um, to the, the team, to the coaches, just uh, really kind of gave me an outlook of what it should look like um, and kind of led me now into coaching. Talking to Jermaine Smith on the Pirate Radio Live Line, currently a Campbell defensive analyst. We'll get to that in a moment. I did want to point this out. Jamie on YouTube says, Marcus, I love you, but there's a ban on Campbell people coming on the show. I forgot to tell you about that. <laughs> so, Jermaine, we're not going to talk any Campbell baseball with you. That's a touchy subject around these right. parts right now because uh, they had their way against the Pirates this year. Um, but uh, I wanted to pass that along. <laughs> Jermaine, uh, how about when your college playing days were over, uh, how far did you advance your football career? professionally before you got into coaching um i was able to play uh in the cfl actually uh played uh marcus and i uh played against each other <laughs> which was was great it was weird but was great at the same time um with me playing defensive end and you know my my goal is to get to him and his goal is to avoid me so that that was uh always great experience uh was able to play in the CFL, played in the Arena Football League, and I, I also uh, signed a free agent contract with the Green Bay Packers. Awesome. Uh, well, I mean, did you ever get to him? That's the question. Did you get Marcus on the ground? I, I, he, got, he got close once. <laughs> and, and then they took me out of the game. <laughs> so they didn't give him another opportunity. There you go. But uh, pretty, pretty interesting though, J- uh, Jermaine. Uh, let's talk about um, your transition from high school to college and all of that. We talk about sacrificing a lot over the last couple of year, uh, weeks, and uh, you did something that um, you know it's not unique, but it's you know it's uh, you see it often. But uh, that mindset is different in regards to your quarterback as well. And then uh, you switched over to defense side of the ball for permanently pretty much what was your mindset like that uh, there when you decided to come here yeah for, you know I, I guess for me you know growing up I started playing football when I was five and pretty much I've played every position um, so just kind of maximizing the opportunities to be on the field um, you know I know in high school is probably where I beat my body up the most because I never came off the field actually played offense, defense, I was the punter, you know, I, I kicked off. And so, you know, it, it, it took a toll on me, but, you know, I just, I just enjoyed the game so much that, you know, I really didn't care what position I played, you know, as long as I'm helping the team, you know, in, in a way that, you know, prospers us, prospers us in a, in a winning, you know, I, I was willing and able to do whatever. 
that's a good point marcus and uh, i didn't know that story about jermaine but i think about and a few guys just popped in my brain here uh ventavius cooper who came in here and, and had uh, a thousand yard season for the pirates as a running back was a quarterback up into you know at juco before he came here to ecu Dwayne harris played quarterback ended up a great receiver here at ecu devon drew a great quarterback at new Bern, uh was a great tight end here at ecu uh, there's only one quarterback uh, you've got your backup and your third string of course but not everybody can be the qb and, and a lot of the guys you bring in from high school their best player is the quarterback so they gotta maybe find other spots we see it quite a bit yeah it happens a lot man and uh jason nichols mentioned that he yeah, played quarterback that's right. as well Just right last, last week and, so, and um so it, it's it's an opportunity for like jermaine said it, it's an opportunity for you to get to uh, get on a bigger stage in regards to trying to help your team and uh sacrificing yourself and your goals so to speak in regards to um you know, wanted to be uh, a certain position and then seeing that um, you have opportunities elsewhere and he took advantage of it. So, Jermaine, uh, how about your coaching career thus far? Uh, where where all you been before you got there to Bowie's Creek? I actually uh, started my career in the Arena Football League. Um, I coached uh, linebackers and defensive line and also uh, was a de- defensive coordinator uh, actually here in Charlotte with an, an arena league team owned by Thomas Davis. And, um, you know, it, it gave me the opportunity because I played the game, um, to really, uh, transition like, like I wanted to. I, I, when I, once I left football as a player, I, I actually transitioned into banking. So I, I worked in banking here in Charlotte for about 13 years, uh, in anti-money laundering and terrorist financing. Um, so, you know, I, I did that to kind of get away from the game, kind of discover myself, things that, you know, I, I needed to progress in life. So, you know, I, I wanted to, to adventure in different avenues. Um, and banking here is, is, I don't know if you guys know, but the banking industry in Charlotte is, is number two in the country, you know, next to New York City. So, you know, it, it, was, um, it was a good opportunity for me to kind of transition my mindset but I was really itching to get back into football. Um, so I got back into it through Arena. Um, from there, I actually uh, was a defense, co-defense coordinator at Livingstone College. Um, I left there and went to uh, Fort Lewis College in Colorado and was the D coordinator there, which is a D, uh, D2 school, and was able to uh, kind of continue that path. I actually came back to Livingstone. That's where Marcus and I uh, coached together. Um, for a year, and then I ended up uh, getting an opportunity at Campbell. And Mike Minter, uh, the head man there, as they uh, bring football back to Campbell, and still a relatively new program when you look at other programs around the country. But man, he has built that thing. I remember we were talking last year, Jermaine, about Campbell being, uh, I want to say, number two overall nationally recruiting in FCS, all of FCS, and uh, maybe even number one uh, in some of the rankings, and uh, and really building that thing there in Bowie's Creek. Yeah, he's he's done an excellent job. Uh, last two years, uh, they they have they've been the number one uh, recruiting class for the last two years in the FCS. Wow! Uh, so he really built that out here these last ten years. Um, I, I don't know if you guys knew, and you probably do, uh, Coach Steele that was at East Carolina. Dale Steele, yeah. Yes, indeed. He actually was the first football coach at Campbell. So he's the first head coach there, and uh, Mike kind of took the reins from him, I think, back in 2010. 
And, uh, you know, we're, we're rolling. We just uh, transitioned to the CAA, which if you think about the, uh, the, the SEC, it's kind of the SEC of FCS. Um, they had, uh, I want to say, five teams to make the playoffs last year. So this year, you know, we're trying to be one of those five and, and, and really just maximize and capitalize on these recruiting classes that we've had and, and also uh, doing well in the transfer portal. Yeah, Jermaine, that's that's what I was going to actually get at in, in regards to recruiting. Uh, I know you've been there a short uh, period of time right now, but uh, what's been the mindset for those guys in regards to their mentality of going out and getting players and bringing them in? Uh, have they focused more on the transfer portal or or um, just locally coming out of high school? What's What's been the mentality for those guys in regards to getting the top players to come there and uh, compete for a job? I, I think um, what what they've targeted high school wise is more of the uh, three and four star kids, and they've been able to land them here the last couple of years. So you know we have those kids still in the program. We've actually had we've had a couple of trans transfer out. Um, we had a defensive back. Um, he transferred out this year, got in the portal, um, but he was a four star out of Michigan. So you know he'll probably end up. He'll make his announcement. I think he said Friday. Um, but between Colorado and Tennessee, I think those might be his uh, his two top choices. But uh, they really uh, just hit home runs, man, with with these high school kids. And you know, I think a lot of it too. If you look at the coaching staff, you know, Mike's done a great job hiring coaches. Uh, we've got in the last two years, I think we've had six uh, former NFL guys: uh, Pat White. He went on, uh, he was actually on the staff last year, and before the season started, he was hired with the uh, the Chargers. Um, we had a uh, coach, uh, Reggie Howard, played for the Carolina Panthers. He was just hired this year with the uh, Commanders. So he, he just does a great job of, uh, you know, getting the right personnel, guys that, that love to work with these kids, that care about them more than just uh, shoulder pads and helmets, and, and, and it's working. So, you know, I just I just hope we continue the success. You know, transfer portal, I mean, you have to stay in it. You you really have no choice. Um, I, I think that's what it's there for, especially if you, you're losing kids to the portal and you're having kids graduate. So, you know, it does help to have kids to come in that's already played, that have played at high levels, that can kind of transition into your program and help with some of that leadership. Awesome. Now you're going to have a different role this year, Jermaine. You've uh, you've been that uh, that tenacious, very passionate guy on the field during uh, during your coaching career. Uh, now you're taking a different approach. You're, you're going to be the analyst and uh, talk to me a little bit about what's that going to look like for you this year. Well, I, I, it's very interesting, and, and you're right. I'm definitely going to have to probably come to the game with about three seat belts on and <laughs> buckle myself in. <laughs> but it, it's I think it's more humbling than anything because you know this the, the coaching world is evolving you know I, I see a lot of uh, young coaches now trending and, and getting opportunities and, and there's some smart young coaches out here um, I'm, I'm kind of in a role now where you know I'm more of a mentor you know on the defensive staff I'm I am the uh, second oldest guy on the staff you know, Mike is older than me by a month and some change. So uh, I, I'm kind of the elder statesman. So just really just 
pointing to some of these young coaches and, and helping them to understand not only the X's and O's, but how important the relationship factor is uh, between the staff and the players. And, you know, just um, making sure that we tie all pieces together so that we're successful. Jermaine, this is a compliment. I I was kind of surprised, Marcus, when you said Jermaine played here in the, the mid-90s because I saw his picture and I said, man, that guy didn't look old enough to have played then, so must be living right. Uh, you don't look the oldest, I guess, so there's a compliment for you. But uh, uh, I, and, and it's funny you say that. We just celebrated my grandmother's 91, 91st birthday wow. here the last couple of days. So, um, I, hey, I thank God. Hey, he, he's blessed me with youthfulness. So, you know, in, in this game, you got to have some youthfulness with you. That's awesome. And uh, Jermaine, just hearing you talk about losing a, a four-star guy going to play maybe for Coach Prime in Colorado or, or on to Tennessee, and you speak about it, you know, pragmatically, you speak, you live in reality. This is the world we are in right now with the portal and everything. I feel like if we had those discussions in the 90s when you guys played, it'd be a much bigger deal, and you might not speak about it so nonchalantly, but it certainly sounds like you are living with the times. You, you know that that is what this world is. There's a lot of transfers every year. It's your job to, to uh, you know, fill out that roster if you lose guys. So you see a lot of older coaches maybe stepping aside now. They don't like the new world, but if you're in it like you are, you, you got to get with the times, right? Most definitely. And, and you know, you, you think of, yes, we are D1, but we are FCS. So we're still, you know, I'm more in the mindset of developing kids. Um, so if you're developing kids, you, you, you're opening doors and you're giving them opportunities to grow as a player. And if you don't think other coaches see that, you're crazy. So with the opportunities that these kids have to, you know, kind of progress from FCS to FBS, you know, why hold them back? Just give them the tools to be the best that they can be. And, you know, pour into them as, as, as young men and people. My, my, my goal is, is much more than just being a football coach in the X's and O's. It's what do these players think about you when the game is over? How have you helped them transition as far as life after the game? So, you know, I, I think if you do that and focus more on that, then, you know, if a kid decides, hey, coach, you know, I appreciate everything you've done for me, but, you know, I want to take my chances on the FBS level, then so be it because it's their career at the end of the day. That's awesome. That's a great way to look at it. Jermaine Smith, coach for Campbell. Campbell defensive analyst joining us. Uh, we were talking about quarterbacks changing positions. Robert on YouTube says Mofo, Morris Foreman, was a quarterback at Farmville Central. From what, from the stories I heard, he drove the bus and did about everything over there, Marcus. Oh, man. <laughs> Mofo. Oh, man. <laughs> drove the bus, basketball, point guard. Yeah, he was he was everything, man. I miss that guy. Rest in peace, Morris Foreman. And uh, great, great teammate, great friend, and um, all of us became great fan, friends uh, throughout our careers here at ECU. Jermaine uh, had a question from Jamie in the YouTube, and uh, from the way you talk about developing guys and giving them opportunities, I got to imagine you're you're a fan of these football leagues. But he asked, uh, having experienced other football leagues like you played in, what do you think of the XFL revival? We got the USFL uh, going on, things like that. What do you think about the, the spring leagues that are popping up now? Um, to be 100% honest, I love it because I get to watch football year-round. I mean, <laughs> there you go. I'm selfish, but I'm, I'm just being honest. And, and, and then you've got guys out here that deserve an opportunity to continue to play and continue within their careers. Um, you know, it's 
if you think about the NFL, NFL is just a it's, it's big market. Um, so, you know, obviously those guys that are playing in big markets on the college level are, are going to get the, the first looks, uh, are going to get the best evaluations. And you, de- you definitely have those, those guys that play on the FCS level, D2, um, that, that get opportunities. But, you know, the more the merrier, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the CFL, for the Arena Football League. And now to have the XFL, the USFL, you know, back on board, um, I think it's great for these kids to just be able to live out their dream. And, you know, who wants to, who wants to go through life and with, with an attitude or a mindset of what if? What if I would have had an opportunity? So now these guys get an opportunity to play, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to see it, and I'm happy that they're getting it. Talking to Jermaine Smith and Marcus Crandall today, and uh, when you bring up the CFL, I had to look, Marcus. I don't know if you guys are starting to get the itch, but it uh, looks like they open up Thursday, June the 8th, so that's two, we're a couple weeks away couple from weeks. kicking things off. Yeah, they just had a few preseason games this past uh, couple of weeks, and uh, or this past week for sure. And I uh, actually just spoke with someone from up there uh, today, actually. And so uh, they're, they're excited up, up there about their football. And um, it, it is that time of the year where, you know, you still get to watch the CFL or you get to watch the CFL. Uh, talk to another um, person as well earlier who's in the XFL. So they're they're about to wind down their season. And, um, and it, it's great, just like Jermaine said, for people that love the sport of football, Man, this is a great time of the year. To yeah. Now, and, and and for the players as well, because now you have football closer to home, right? When I was coming up, we had the NFL Europe, and so we mm-hmm. had to go over there to play. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you get guys get homesick and all those kind of things that go along with that. But uh, now these guys have an opportunity to play at a higher level closer to home. And then after that season's over, possibly have another opportunity to go on to play in, in the NFL or CFL. Hey, Jermaine, you talked about being thankful uh, for the, your time, the CFL, the AFL, and you mentioned signing a contract uh, with the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, where do you put that on your resume? Is it is it a dream to to accomplish that, or did you kind of miss out on it because you didn't get on the field on a Sunday? You know, how do you how do you think back to signing your contract with the Packers? Because I'd probably lead the resume with that, even if I never played. So, how about you, Jermaine? <laughs> uh, well, well, for me, <laughs> that, that's a great point. <laughs> It, it was, um, you know, it, it definitely was a dream. Uh, it, it didn't turn out like I, I wanted it to yeah. um, as far as, you know, being able to have a, the longevity in, in the NFL. But you, I, I think we always anticipate and desire things that don't necessarily work out the way we want. Um, so really, I, I just used that as a, a learning experience and, and took away from you know, being able to be in the locker room, being able to participate in practice, uh, just being able to see the coaches and, and their work ethic and, you know, just kind of use it as a building block for my, myself in life in general. So, you know, honestly, it's, it's, it's at the bottom of my resume. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, but, you know, it, it's, it's a proud, definitely a proud moment. Um, but, you know, I, I live in the now. <laughs> And the now is uh, Campbell defensive analyst Jermaine Smith Amen. joining us. That's uh, that's awesome stuff. Well, uh, Marcus, anything before we let Coach Smith go today? Uh, yes. Uh, how about some old pirate stuff, Jermaine? There you go. I let him take it away. Give me a, a moment, uh, a game, a memory. Uh, what do you think when when you don the purple and gold? What stands out to you? Oh wow! 
probably just the the first game in the thick and coming through the purple smoke and just the environment just being so loud. Um, come transitioning from JUCO, you know, not having you know thirty five thousand fans uh, was just it was electrifying. So you know, just being able to experience. East Carolina as a whole and make the friends that I made that, that I, you know, still hold on to, to this day. Um, I am a pirate through and through and through, and that will never change. Um, so, you know, I, I actually hope to, you know, I've been looking at the schedule to see if I can get back, especially during our off week. So I can come and watch the pirates play. And, you know, I try to get down and watch at least once a year, but I just I just love pirate football. I love East Carolina, and we'll all, it will always be near and dear to my heart. Once a pirate, always a pirate. <laughs> Indeed. That is awesome. Uh, great question from Jamie. I want to ask both of you guys this one, because uh, I don't know if we've talked to Marcus about this. Uh, he says, uh, does Jermaine have a favorite piece of sports memorabilia? So we'll start with you, Jermaine. It could be some of your own, or it could be from a favorite player of yours or anything. You got any cool sports memorabilia? Oh, wow. Yes. And and I just got it. And it was crazy how I got it. So um had one of my ex-teammates from East Carolina reached out to me and said, Jermaine, um, I think I see your helmet on eBay. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, your helmet is on eBay. So, you know, I, I, I go to the link he sends me, and lo and behold, it's my helmet. So a guy purchased the helmet from Notre Dame at one of their sports bars. It was hanging in there, and it actually had my tag inside of the helmet on the earpiece um, with my name inside. So I actually was able to retain that helmet this past year. That is cool. That's my favorite. Yes, right now that is my favorite. That's awesome. That's a great story. How about you? Uh, great question, Jamie. Glad we could get that on. How about you, Marcus? Uh, Man, anything? I don't. I don't have um, right now. I'm away, kind of away from home, so right. to speak, in regards to. But I had um, had some pictures of uh, Joe Montana and John Elway, who were. It's pretty interesting because I hated Joe Montana when I was a Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> I used to like John Elway, and then I just became fond of the way Joe Montana played the game as I got older and and. Uh, grew into the position and so um so yeah those those pictures are somewhere uh in canada i should say yeah i don't think i've ever asked you who you you enjoyed so that was what late 80s early 90s those were the the guys you you watched this is the actually the reason why i am where i am right now in, in regards to sports like i i don't have a favorite team for any sport anymore uh because i did used to like watching uh Joe Montana played the game. I didn't like him winning the games. Yep. I used to love the way that he played the game. I, I like Randall Cunningham, who was, again, another great quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Warren Moon. Man, there were so many guys that I used to just watch. But I was a Dallas Cowboy fan. You know what I mean? And then for the Bulls, I was a Michael Jordan fan, but I used to like watching Magic Johnson, uh, Larry Bird every, every now and then because of the spectacular shots he used to make uh, behind the backboard and all those kind of things. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's where I am, the person that I am. Today. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Marcus Crandall, Jermaine Smith joining us. Coach Smith, uh, great to chat with you. Really enjoyed the conversation. And, you know, we talk about wins and losses, and this guy's a great coach. But, 
man mark is just talking to coach smith we need more you know good people in the coaching world and you know it sounds like a guy you would want your, your you know your son to play for uh, absolutely man because he mentioned something in regards to you know i really saw it firsthand uh for the first time my first time uh coaching at the college level uh just being hands-on with the guys and really teaching them about uh, life after football and kind of guiding them along that way uh giving them little bits and pieces of nuggets um for life afterwards afterwards and uh, i can definitely vouch for that and he's a great guy for that uh very passionate on the football field and uh he shows it every time he steps out there and it, it just transfer from the playing field to the coaching well jermaine thanks so much for joining us and uh keep up the great work man hey thanks for having me and go pirates go pirates jermaine smith campbell defensive analyst and uh just interesting to hear the way he he described the portal you'll hear coaches and people that that hate it and his thing is whoever i've got here i want to make them a better football player and i want to give them the tools to to grow up and and be a better person and be a better you know live a lot and that's that's what a coach is supposed to do right i mean he said it it, it really is you don't man, really think about it but no because yeah you, you get the three stars and um that that person that three star has some capability of of doing something special out there on the field your job as a coach is to bring that out of that person and if they decide to move on, well, you got to bring do the same with the next guy. The next just, <laughs> you keep it rolling. You just got to do it more often. Now. That was awesome, Marcus. Uh, you're lining up some great interviews, man. I, I got to be honest, I didn't know anything about Jermaine Smith before today, and now I'm a fan. So awesome. uh, that's great. Thank you for that. All right, let's uh, let's open up the booty bag, Shirley Rhodes, and make somebody a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. So at the beginning of the interview, this this Jamie character says, Marcus, no Campbell people on the show. Now he says, love to have Coach Smith on our staff. Come home. So now, yeah, exactly. That's the way it works, right? All right, Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about uh, lunch for two at Tybert? Lunch for two at TB's can be yours if you are caller number eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. We'll catch you up on everything going on in the sports world on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. More to go with Marcus Crandall after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Browning Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. And you can shop their entire inventory online at Browningwood Auto com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership in the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. And congratulations to Al Leonetti, better known as Philly Al. Philly Al. <coughs> Philly me. Al. Um, who won lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, my relationship with Philly Al is dependent upon how Philly sports are doing at the time. So right now, Al and I are cool because the Phillies are seven games back of the Braves. But check back in football season. 
when his eagles are dominating i won't like him as much but uh philly al i've uh, been a listener for a long time and uh glad he's still calling in and winning prizes and they can enjoy lunch for two at tiebreakers good stuff all right um marcus i saw a line uh, a betting uh spread for ecu and michigan <clears throat> you uh you want to take a stab at it or uh? no no it was uh i'll say this it was a little higher than i had i i had okay. 27 and a half 28 and a half i thought it'd be something like that michigan by four touchdowns first line that popped out marcus 36 and a half mm. whoa i ain't seen your eyes get that big since i met Ooh. you <laughs> wow yeah well i mean you look at it right i mean we talked about it over the over the weeks in regards to you you're losing so many pieces uh, uh, to the puzzle uh, now our coach is going to have to do an outstanding job of uh, bringing whomever is going to be into positions that's going to hit that field first, uh, the starters I'm talking, um, to be ready to play. And so that that's a hard task to accomplish when you lose so many guys um, to to the next level or to, to life. And so uh, I can definitely see that. I can, I can see it, but uh, I didn't want to take a guess at it. <laughs> I just wanted to hear it and man wow 36 and a you, half you combine what's going on with the transition here at ecu offensively to a new quarterback and a ton of new weapons uh personnel guys that are gonna have to step up with the fact that this is a michigan team they're talking about potentially being a championship contender and being you know they're gonna be preseason top five whatever maybe top two or three top uh, number one potentially i mean that that's how good they are coming yeah. into the year we'll see what happens but those two things combined and you get that big number yeah i mean harbaugh's done an outstanding job there as well because when he first got there you know they they lose to app state and all those things that went along uh, when he first got there and so they were on that bubble of you know <laughs> going to the bottom of the barrel right. so to speak and now they're back at the top where they, you know, uh, for many years have been uh, up there. So uh, we'll talk more about that. By the way, Chandler had to leave. Um, is Chandler coming back? Is he going to make it by the end of the show? Because we do need to tell Shirley to, to back it up at some point. I don't know what we do here. Do we do? We can't do the countdown without Chandler. I don't have my truck driving license. I, I right. can't. I can't <laughs> operate CDLs the truck. I do not have my CDLs. All right. Uh, I tell you that we'll do an unofficial David Price Construction countdown to kick off because Marcus, it is a milestone day. We are 100 days away from Pirate Football. Ooh. Starting tomorrow, we'll be in double digits. Awesome. Enjoy your summer because you blink and it'll be fall. It'll be here, man. And Once we'll it's be... down to double digits, it really does just melt yeah. away. It's 50 before you know it. Not that you folks don't know how to count, but you're in the 90s and then the 80s. It and just melts away. It does. And... Yeah. Once you get to the 40s and 30s, we're starting to talk about fall camp. We're out of practice. We're getting interviewed. I get. Oh, 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 oh yeah, the yeah, truck driver's yeah, there here. He is. Chandler heard the beeping. Yeah, the truck. And uh, and had to pop in. This is his time to shine. The David Price Construction countdown to kickoff as East Carolina and Michigan 100 days away from getting it on at the big house. Chandler, I I didn't want to... As I was pulling into the Pyradio <laughs> Studios, I was like, I need to hurry up because we do have a big milestone today. Yes, sir. It's huge. Huge. Because after today, we will be in the double digits from kickoff. ECU versus Michigan, September second. The Pirates will be in, will be invading the Big House, 
in Ann Arbor. ECU versus Michigan, September 2nd, 100 days away on the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, large-scale residential renovations and additions. You can give them a call, 919-291-5532, or visit online, davidpriceconstruction.com. For all your commercial or custom residential and building needs, David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner, sponsor of the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff 100 days. And Marcus, uh, if anybody knows anything about going into a, a tough place against a, an elite team, it would be you. You and your team did it, went down to Miami, and blew the boys out. Man. Been it, done before. It, it, it's been done before, <laughs> and we talked about this, man. You got to have the right mentality going into there. You can't have the uh, the wild factor going yeah. on. Yeah, so let's talk way. about that, Marcus. What was the mentality going in? Did you really believe we're going to win this game? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I I, I, th- I believe we're going to win before we hit the field. And uh, <laughs> because, you know, when we, you know, that whole week of practice, uh, that that was the mindset of everybody. We're, we're so focused on, on the task at hand and uh, where we could take the program in regards to getting on the map, so to speak. Even though we had won a lot of big games before, we beat the South Carolinas, uh, we beat Donovan McNabb in Syracuse, and all those games, uh, this was still one of those uh, pinnacle moments, so to speak, for ECU. You guys had that going for you, maybe something that this particular group of players, this team, doesn't have, the, the history. Like, hey, we've been there, kind of done that, maybe not to this level. Uh, so they're missing that part of it, but... A big part of it is actually believing it. You can say, hey, guys, we're going to go out there and win, but do you really believe it? You said you guys truly did. Mike Houston has to get that uh, mindset going for his players that, hey, they are football players just like you. They went to, they played Pop Warner and mm-hmm. high school, and they're playing college football just like you. That they, yes, They're not superheroes. So go out there and beat them. You know what? We did have an advantage, and that was we were – we have been together for a number of years. Right. <laughs> and so these guys... It's uh, a big factor. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's the reality of it. Uh, we do have a lot of changes, as you mentioned, in regards to the offensive side, defensive side. But uh, but as an athlete, man, when you when you step on a field or a court or a diamond, uh, whatever it may be, you have to have that mindset of that opponent is going to get beat today. Period. Robert, uh, we need to put you on the Pirate Radio marketing team. He says 100 days to 100K. And that's how many folks, more than that, will be watching that game at the big house, uh, the biggest house uh, ECU has ever played football in. That's a big one. What what were your favorite uh, venues to play in, Marcus, on the road? Man, um, you know, Syracuse, the Dome was pretty nice. It was a great atmosphere in regards because it was um, indoor, of course, and um, the atmosphere was great. Was that good for you, not having any elements? No heat, no cold, no wind, just what? Just beautiful temps. Yeah, beautiful temps, man. <laughs> you could Absolutely. spin it in there? Yeah, I could spin it. I could definitely spin it, and the guys could catch it, <laughs> most importantly. Uh, South Carolina has a big stadium that yep. you guys played in. Yeah. Um, Miami is kind of unique, right? Because so at, with the stadium you played in, was it the old one, kind of run down? It yeah. was the old one. Uh, Joe Tennessee, Robbie, or Tennessee whatever. as well. Tennessee, oh yeah, that was a, uh, a good one as well. Uh, but yeah, we played at a lot of great places. Auburn, man, yeah. Just uh, but I mean, you. The good thing is those Saturdays at Dowdy Ficklin that uh, Jermaine Coach Smith just talked about. You were able to 
to have some noise and uh and not it, it wasn't foreign to you when you walk into one of those buildings you know, it um, even though we only had thirty five thousand, they were allowed thirty five thousand, <laughs> <laughs> and, and to the opposing team, it probably did seem like a hundred thousand to right. them because uh, our fans—they were loyal, they were great, uh, they were there every weekend, and uh, to to give us support, and um, they did an outstanding job of you know giving us that that electrifying atmosphere that uh, that helped us. To, uh, to beat the teams that we beat. we got to take another time out. When we return, uh, we'll let you know what's going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Also, uh, what's coming up tonight and an update down in Clearwater with the AAC Baseball Tournament. It'll be ECU and UCF 1 o'clock on Friday. ECU basketball player David Kasanganai, myself, Chandler Honeycutt, will be here hanging out in the pirate radio studio so looking forward to that join us monday or excuse me friday at one join us monday at noon for our selection show special so we got a lot going on with ecu baseball here these next few days we'll take a time out come back more with marcus crandall after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase your veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Well, contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Last full week of May. We get into June. It's uh fantasy football podcast season time to get back into fantasy football i say that because uh i just saw a quote from darren waller talented tight end yes he is do you know what team he plays for well it used to be the raiders right all right who does he play for now the giants and i totally forgot about that so i I gotta start doing my research so i know where everybody went uh, this off season uh, but um, it's, his quote, by the way, if you're curious, was they value our opinions here. So I guess he's saying they don't uh, with the Raiders. And you've got um, the former Green Bay receiver who went there, Devontae Adams, Devontae. Who's, who basically came out and said, like, my thoughts on how we win are not the same as the organizations, which is something you don't want your players saying in public or private, but especially public. So anyway, found that interesting. Uh, coming up tonight, Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Thank you, Chandler. All right. Boston stays alive, Marcus, and they get a home game and they try to advance it to a game six. Chandler said he'll be interested in this series if Boston wins tonight. He's not quite there yet. But what do you think? Are you you think Boston is in this series down three to one? Oh, they're definitely in it. But uh the thing about Boston is they I don't think they've played very well at home throughout the they have, series. You're right. And so uh going back home is gonna be a difficult task for them. 
Um, and so, but the uh, Miami Heat, man, man, they're, they're looking good. They're looking good. They're looking really good, especially Jimmy Butler. He's playing outstanding basketball uh, throughout the playoffs. And, and what I like about what he's doing now, or actually about the team, is that uh, when the other guys have the opportunity, man, they're taking advantage of it. And so they're, they, they, he has that confidence that if it's not there for him, he's going to find those guys, even if uh, we, we talked about this over the last few weeks as well in regards to, man, I haven't been getting the ball all game. Uh, Jimmy Butler's getting double teamed. He kicks it to me. I got to make that shot. And I think he has that confidence that they'll do that. We went over the box score for their game three win, and Butler had 16, Bam had like 12, and they scored 129 points. So the other guys were doing it. One of those guys was Gabe Vincent, who I believe had 29 that particular night. Uh, he is out tonight, Marcus, with an ankle sprain. So Miami will be down a um, a guy that has really played big for him here in Gabe Vincent tonight. So uh, he said uh, it's really unfortunate. He said earlier today in a shoot-around, he is uh, not happy that he's got to sit this one out. So uh, interesting. Something to keep an eye on there. By the way, the Celtics were a pretty big favorites tonight. I think it was like seven and a half, eight points. So Vegas thinks the Celtics mm. will be able to win at home. It's just... I don't know, man. They they got the pieces to do it, but for whatever reason, it seems like Tatum is either boom or bust at this point. He's going to have 40 or he's going to have 12 and miss, you know, 17 shots. So, I don't know. They're tough to trust right now, but they are at home uh, and they are trying to stay in this series with Miami. And the Nuggets are kicked back, relaxing. The NBA Finals don't begin until a week from tonight. So they, the Nuggets have a long layoff they do. until they play again as they uh, took care of the Lakers. Yeah, they do have a long layoff, but, uh, man, they did an outstanding job throughout this playoffs and uh, and then through the series with the Lakers. I, I Another one that I didn't really see coming, even though uh, at the beginning of the playoffs I didn't think the Lakers would be the, in that spot that right. they were in. But uh, when they started playing as well as they had been playing with LeBron stepping up and uh, AD stepping up, um, we we talked about it. They did have a tall task ahead of them, but again, I didn't see four zero. No, see four zero. I didn't see it there. I didn't see it in the Panthers uh, Kane series, and it could happen tonight, Marcus, because Vegas is taking on Dallas with a chance to sweep them. Well, a lot of sweeps going on in these playoffs right now, and Vegas trying to be the latest team. Uh, Vegas, uh, a Golden Knights Panthers Stanley Cup. It doesn't sound right, but mm. that could be the reality uh coming up here soon uh, i think i told you last week marcus how many times have i switched the team i want to win the finals <laughs> <laughs> i was on the suns remember yeah and then you went uh i think i probably i said boston's gonna be they're gonna win it easily last week i told you all right i'm just gonna pull for the nuggets so uh, don't let me switch teams anymore i'm just gonna stick with denver <laughs> but i've been flip-flopping my way uh through this nba finals this, these good. nba playoffs marcus great show and uh boy jermaine smith uh, see why he's a good friend of yours just uh awesome interview with him really appreciate that uh you got something for us next week cooked up man we got a lico duck next week a lico dunk stillman college women's basketball coach head coach that is uh former pirate i remember him uh as a star at aiden grifton I, when you when you know the high school kid's name floating around the area, you know he's a big deal, and uh, he, was, he was a big name. And he's got an awesome name, Aliko Dunk. Aliko Dunk. Had to be a basketball player, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, we'll talk to Aliko Dunk coming up next week. Marcus, uh, thanks so much. Enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it, too. All right. Uh, Chan Man, we'll see you tomorrow. Shirley, we'll see you on Tuesday. So enjoy your trip. All right, you're heading to Atlanta. If you hurry up, Shirley, it is outcast night tonight. 
at Truist uh, Park. Which uh, some of my softball teammates, which is why I'm going down there, is to play in a tournament. They're actually going to be at that game. Oh, man. And Outcast am, night. Yeah, I'm, I'm a tad bit... Uh, uh, jelly. Little jelly. Little, Little jelly. jelly. Little jelly. It took me a while to get what jelly meant. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about words school. earlier in the show. <laughs> Lingo. Clip, I'll see you tomorrow at 1 with Dave K for a watch along. I'll also see you on Monday at 12 o'clock with Mully. That's right. And we will see you fine folks then. And we'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live Tuesday at 3 o'clock. For Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, Chandler Honeycutt, future Pirate Radio Hall of Famer, and Shirley Rhodes, Hall of Famer of Life. I am Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.